This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. This is a comic book review show where we take the comic books that came out last week, we recap them, we review them, we tell you what we thought about them, and then after it's all done, we give you recommendations for comics that are coming out this week we think that you should check out. Welcome back to the show, Tiffany. Thanks. I mean, I'm here each week. I know. And it's a miracle every time. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, this show is also sponsored by you out there, actually. Uh, If you want to help us keep the show going and keep the infrastructure of Comic Pop and Comic Pop Returns alive, you can always use Super Chats, ask Quest your comment. We'll read it here on the program, like this fine person right here, which is Brian Rollins, who says, thanks for all the great shows and recommendations. Picked up a nice house on the lake after last weekend's show. I agree. It's well worth the read. Yeah. I completely agree with you that it is well worth a read. Thanks to you. Uh, you read it. And I was like, all right. Yeah. It was funny because I was like, how is it? Come on. Because I know that like sometimes there's a lot of there's hype. There's hype. There's hype. And that was much hyped. But and you were like, it's excellent. It's great. I love Who'd it. have thought? Let's do it. I should also mention that, of course, as uh, is the it's not a new custom as is we've only done it one time. But uh, we have uh, we have a special surprise guest coming. Surprise guest. Surprise virtual guest coming in to plug a project that they've been working on for a while that is coming out on Tuesday. That's why I brought it in. I was like, hey, you know what? It's coming out tomorrow. You got some time. He was kind you enough want, to offer it. You want to do it? You want to do this? You, you want to you want to debase yourself and come on our crappy little ha, show? Ha. That's right. And I think this will be the first time that you and uh, this individual have interacted outside of a Comic-Con setting. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. I know you're right. Yes. You interacted with them at one Comic-Con, I think. And that's it, right, Baltimore? I honestly don't know. I yeah. don't think I did. You hooked me up with a copy of one of their books that I liked very much. Did I? You found a copy. Oh, I did, but I don't think I interacted. Mm, no interaction. I don't think I had an interaction. Well, you know, you did uh, talk about one of their works. Uh, I did. I did. Well, well, you'll see. On the show. You'll but see. We'll get into it. My hair is a disaster today, so I'm sorry I keep touching it, everybody. Yeah, you do. Just yeah. So just, 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 just stop just... worrying about it. It's not a big deal. Anyway. Yeah, that would have helped, I'm sure. So let's let's, do it. let's talk about some books. Uh, so let's jump into it. Uh, I guess I'll talk really quick because uh, I got a lot of heat, you might say. You got some a little heat, bit of flack. A little fire. A little fire, a little, little bit uh, from folk uh, regarding my opinions about Amazing Spider-Man. Um, I've been reading this series on and off. Uh, and when it's off, I usually catch up I'm like, and check me? it back you've, up. You've read every issue of I have run, so you of Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, so yeah, I read Amazing Spider-Man number what sixty-eight from Nick Spencer and Ed Brisson and uh, I don't remember their name. Ferreira. Uh, Why is it blurred? Oh, because I think because the Chameleon conspiracy. I think it's going to change and it's going to become some other kind oh. of conspiracy. I think that's oh. the idea. Um, last issue felt like. 12 issues in one, uh, but not in a good way. These, by the way, I love these Bagley covers because they're so different from what Bagley had been used to doing. Okay. It's like so evocative of like the current Bagley style of Spider-Man. Yeah. And yet uh, completely different from what he would have ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, we get some context for the resurrection, re-resurrection of Ned Leeds, an old Spider-Man villain or yeah, villain slash supporting character. Not really villain, thought villain doesn't matter. They thought he was Hobgoblin. <laughs> and uh, they gave a pretty decent retcon about him. Uh, Nick Spencer reminds you of a character he created and a, pro- and a plot device that they invented while also re- uh, reintroducing the lizard who is working in that situation. Uh, the, 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 this issue was a lot of fun. And like it was 
it was it was entertaining to read. Okay. And uh, that's the funny thing is that that's what this book is. This book is just constantly like it's it, it's great. It's not. It's great. It's not. It's fun. It's boring or it's utilitarian. And that's the kind of like arguments that I've been having with people uh, such that I have is that this book is just it's so all over the place and it mm -hmm. has such an odd tone and it feels like it's just been it, it, like ever since the beginning like of his run when he's like. Mary Jane, Spider-Man, make out. End of story. They're back together. It's like, it feels like it's been cleaning house. Like he did an entire event about Craven the Hunter just to kill him. And then like remind you that Craven's Last Hunt is the best Craven the Hunter story. And that there will never be a better one. But people keep whinging about doing Craven stories. Okay. So fine. Here's a Craven. He acts and looks just like the other Craven. But my Craven, the one who died, who should be dead, he's in the ground. End of story. And it's like, okay. And he also wants to remind you about Demetrius's run because mm -hmm. he loves, you know, like the Harry Osborn arc, which I do too. And like, but I don't know if if I were given the keys to the Spider-Man car, I'd be driving down those same old back ro country roads. I feel like I'd be trying to do something different. But then again, you know, dude did Secret Empire and got majorly hosed at the end. So maybe he's playing it safe. And he's just like, if I just tweak things to get Spider-Man back to where he was circa like 1993, yeah. I think I'll feel good if Marvel inevitably pulls the rug out from under me. And it's like, if that's the case, if he's just gun shy, I get it. I really do. And I don't blame him. Okay. So it's a fun book. And, uh, or at least it has its moments. Let's put it that way. So <laughs> it's like Han Solo. It does. Not many of them. But it does have them. <laughs> uh, Cairo Arena, which is a great name, says, Thanks for everything you guys recommend. Do you think you might do any back issues of Alpha Flight? Either way, we love your stuff or love your stuff. Can't you on the replay? Well, thank you, Cairo. Um, there's no current plans for alpha flight and the reason for that is just because alpha flight is not a very well-known property but if alpha flight gets a movie or a show you bet your bottom dollar i will do the alpha flight story i've always wanted to do it, it, that's the thing is that i only do the books i always wanted to do like i would never do a loki story unless it was rob Rody's book shouldn't you bet your bottom toonie yeah you bet your bottom loony loony whatever it is you bet your bottom loony that i will do it <laughs> I don't know. Are they? Uh, yeah, I think they're still doing know. toonies and loonies. I'm sure. I, I'm sure they use dollars. Some sort of. No, 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 no. It's toonies and loonies and. Uh, I'm just saying. I was stuff. watching Kim's Convenience and they use oh, the they word use, dollar mm. when they're talking about the paper money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because they're Canadian. I'm, I'm not Canadian. <laughs> no, but I've been to Canada a lot. Canada. I've been, to, been Canada to Canada a lot. Canada is just over the border, right before you hit Canada. That's right. Yeah. It's like America. It's more like a state of and mind. And then like a thin strip of Canada mm -hmm. right into Canada. Yeah. It's just made of flannel, back bacon. It's just made uh, of all apologies. the things we assume about Canada. That's right. There That's you go. That's where it is. And uh, let's, let's jump into another book. Okay. Save save us some some precious moments here. Uh, <laughs> save my mockery of you. That's right. Yeah. Let's save me a lot of, a lot of mockery. <laughs> I read Joker. I did too. Yeah. So I noticed you did because I saw the bar was done. Oh, um, that you hadn't read it at that point? No, but oh, I read it like like an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, Joker number four, four. from James Town and the Fourth with Guillaume March mm -hmm. on uh, on pencils. You never got to tell us how you felt about the reveal in the last issue when it's like, hey, Jim Gordon's going to hang out with the Joker. Here he is. I thought we were spending this whole thing looking for the Joker. Yeah. Nope. Solving a crime. Nope. How'd you feel about that? It's fine. How you feel about it now? It's great. See, I don't know. Like... Yeah, I don't know if I like this new direction where it's like, we've done it. They, I, they've interacted, they've done their thing, and now we're doing this. I have like two 
two thoughts two different like parts of my brain are like one part of my brain is just having a good time watching jim gordon do jim gordon yes stuff. which you're other, still gonna get the other part of my mind is like i like jim has told a lot of things that jim doesn't know about and mm -hmm. i'm like i feel like jim should have been able to figure some of these things yeah. out and then i'm also like there's maybe i'm just reading into it too much mm -hmm. but there is this sense in the book where it's like joker's like oh man like you know remember when i like sent you through <laughs> remember like, killing joke remember killing joke and it's i like, sent yes. you through all of that yeah i remember and i really enjoyed that thank you so much well i that was that was nothing compared to what i'm gonna do and i'm right. like are you trying to say you're gonna do a better killing joke i mean the next chapter is called year one so i think they're trying to like put a hat on it and remind you like you know yeah no nothing's ever gonna compare but like if we if we if we hold these stories up mm -hmm. on a pedestal, we will never dare ourselves to to reach higher. No, and I get that. I guess I maybe and again, this is probably just a personal preference. Yeah, I prefer a story to just come out of nowhere Me and be too. like, "Wow, I'm awesome!" Right. As opposed, As to, opposed like, to like, get ready for this. Well, Joker War was definitely one of those things where it's like, get ready for this, and yeah. it sucks. And I think that it's funny because you know, Joker War was. I don't know if it was a dud. I think it was. I mean, I certainly felt like it was a dud, but I think overall people are like, eh, mm. is it one of my favorite killing or is it one of my favorite Joker stories of all time? Absolutely not. Like, I don't think anyone is like Joker War is my favorite Joker story. Yeah. And I think that was definitely referenced because there's a lot of like self-referential stuff in this entire run. Yeah. And uh, when Joker refers to his little Joker War, I know I think that was uh, like in one hand, yeah, Joker always has bigger plans. Mm -hmm. On another, how could you call it little? It was the biggest thing ever. But I think also it was like a meta way of Tynan being like, so it wasn't as big and awesome as we thought. Sure. I mean, I I think it was probably just a turn of phrase um, that he chose to put in there. Fair, fair. I, I don't know. I just, I I had expectations of the book, of this book that I probably shouldn't have had because it is a book called Joker. And right. I think we all, we haven't talked about the fact that it felt like it was a backdoor It's really Gordon a Jim, book, Jim Gordon book. And it still is, but... But Joker's getting more I play. I sort of thought it was going to be a lot more Gordon, like, solving crimes, doing his thing. Me which too. apparently is just what I want to read. Yeah, globe-hopping Gordon. Yeah, so Gordon I, Europa. I, I think I just need to readjust my expectations of this book and re-examine it. But the killing joke thing kind of, like... I don't know. Like, pulled you out of I'm it. not saying that like I like am like no story could ever be greater than this. No Batman Joker story could ever. Yeah. Be. What I am saying is maybe don't call attention to the fact that you're trying to possibly uh -huh. do something greater. Yeah. That's really what I'm saying. I, was I don't like, think what? that was weird. Yeah, I that's don't... how it was my read on it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, how'd you feel about uh, the uh, the the Talon uh, Vengeance, which is the new female Bane? Mm. I don't really have a problem with her. I mean, like, I'm fine with it. Just kind of feels like she's just filling in for right she's now waiting yeah she's she's yeah bane will be back yeah i mean she's her name fits what she's doing yes i remember there were being a discussion about her name and they weren't sure what to call her and mm -hmm. then someone said oh just call her vengeance and they were like well now oh. batman can say i am vengeance no because she is <laughs> she's like i'm not actually excuse me no yeah no i think uh uh joker calls her she bane yeah which is funny because it's like, yeah, have Joker do it. That way, when people do it in forums and mm -hmm. you know on Reddit, it's like you you're you're a jerk. <laughs> we also um get to see like it, it's a, this is like this is like an interesting blend of Joker as yes. well because it's a Joker who's directly referencing the Killing Joke and like how he tried to break him, like build him up, break him down, talking philosophically about Batman about yep. how like how he and like how Gordon's like more of a realist or pragmatist than yes. Batman is. Yes. Um, but he's also like the sadistic over the top Joker who's mm -hmm. like slicing that guy's face up. Yeah. Just to slice that guy's face up. So like, it's just, 
I, I can't. I don't have a read, and like maybe that's what I'm not supposed to have is a read on this Joker. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, but again, like when you reference certain things, it puts me in a mindset. So right. Then, like it's one thing to be it be like, oh, so you know, I want it to be, you don't know what's coming from this character, and it's another thing to reference something and then be like, but I don't want to do that 100. <laughs> percent Yeah. So maybe I shouldn't have dropped those references. Yeah. And instead, just told my own story. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I know you look. You're gonna tell a Gordon Joker story, and like you're gonna say that that's canon. Then that has to come up. Yes. It's I think just, you do. It's just the win which you do it. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm still enjoying this more than I had been enjoying Tynan's Batman run. That's fair. I think so far I've enjoyed the first two yes. more than the second two. Yeah. But we'll see where it goes. Yeah, this was fine. I was disappointed also that it didn't go further. That mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't take its time with this premise. Mm-hmm. Uh Dean 8149 says love the show had a good laugh when i saw there were so many bat family books or books featuring a bat character last week and batman didn't even come out <laughs> dc knows who pays their bills they oh, sure yeah. do yeah yeah it's bruce friggin wayne it's the wayne foundation oh for sure uh kevin Kruger says uh, tiffany swamp thing robot man etrigan uh you have to date one of them who is it and sal storm she hulk invisible woman who is it she hulk easily tiffany really i would have gone storm i know okay. <laughs> i'd still date storm Right, boom. If she'd have me. <laughs> um, Never. I think I'm going Robot Man. Yeah. Because the most human. Yeah, right? Aw. <laughs> uh, Raj Patel says, at the end of X-Men 21, what two Omega Mutants do you think were teased? Want to talk about X-Men 21? Do you want to talk about Let's X-Men talk about X-Men 21. Let's talk about X-Men 21. Right, you, you offered. I know. No, I'm saying X-Men 21. Let's do it. All right. X-Men 21. I don't have it open, so you start. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> X-Men 21. I don't have it open at all. No, no. <laughs> uh, I don't, where the hell is it? I just opened Spider-Man by accident. Well, X-Men 21, of course, is written by Jonathan Hickman. Uh, the art is not by uh, the cover artist anymore. No, which there is, it is. It's right there. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Um, I've seen it. Yeah. It's by... Oh, well. We're a disaster. Doesn't matter. No, it does because I I don't know how you felt about the art, but it's uh, I liked it. I didn't fine. have any problem with it. I'm not I'm not the biggest. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It was it was by two different people, I think. No, that's right. It's by multiple people. Yes, and I didn't like the first part. Yes, that's it. Hi, we're catching up here. I read a lot of books. Yeah, there you go. Nick Dracota. Yeah. Russell Dowderman. Uh-huh. Lucas something. Who I liked a lot. Lucas Wernick yes. and Sarah Wilson. Sarah Sarah Pacelli. Uh, Frank Martin, Matthew Wilson, Sonny Go, and Nolan Woodward. Real Woodard? Yeah. Seriously, it took this long. It took this many freaking people for one issue of X Men to come out. Good they heavens. They did different sections. Of yeah, but it, it didn't t- tonally really fit. But whatever. Well, I um, would say that's because we just had issue twenty come out, and yeah. so like I think there was just a a, a rapid turnaround on this one, right? And, and I feel like each artist takes on a different part of the evening. That's true. And so like I was okay with the shift in art. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, the, you know, there's still like, it's funny because Namor came up, I think, during Hox and Pox, where they were like, hey, they went to Namor and they're Island, like, Island, what do you wanna, say? You and he's like, join? get fucked. And like, uh, come back when you're serious. Yep. And they tried again. They invite him to the party. It's almost like Magneto and Xavier, like, greenlit Emma's party just so Namor would come so they could ask him one more time. But they asked him basically, they have two missing seats in the Quiet Council. Uh huh. Namor, you want in? And he's like, fuck off. I, I run half the world. I, I run 70% I of, the world. of the world. What do you, what, Why would you, I? You have an island. Yeah. And then he like kind of 
physically indicates whose side he's on by going over to the non-mutant Marvel universe, the X-Men, Black Panther, the Avengers, yeah. and he's like, what up? By the way, he has the deepest V yeah. of pants. He has he has a deep party. V into his like his gutters. Yeah, right right down in there. Yeah, well, naturally. He and wants... it looks like in that image, at least a few of the heroes are looking like yeah, Cap. looking directly there. And it's on like, dude. Yeah, dude, have a little bit of modesty. And he's like, I'm Namor. <laughs> I, I... Why would I do that? <laughs> have you seen me? <laughs> yeah, have you heard of Namor? Um, yeah, and then it's like, you really? I've never seen you be a monarch at all. I've seen you attack the surface world. I've seen you like destroy planets. I've seen you be an asshole, but well, I haven't seen he, you like and, run anything. Well, yeah. And he indicates that he's just like, oh man, like, no, if I joined your little quiet council, everybody leave because like I'm an actual king and right. in the face of like true. Yeah. Like, true leadership. Sure. Whatever. You're, you're, you're your own best hype man. <laughs> but uh, then we get into the, the high hellfire gal around like 10, 15. That yeah, night. We, we do the official election for the X-Men. Technically it hasn't been decided. Yet. No, but we all knew who was going to be on it, but they basically explain how they're going to do it. And it's just this big, like mental voting process. Yeah, Doctor Strange explains it, and he's like, "It's kind of cool." Yeah, I'm peeping in on it. Yeah, um, and I'll <laughs> explain it to Johnny. But yeah, we see the new X Men, which is Polaris, Sunfire, Cyclops, Wolverine, Laura, uh, Rogue, Jean Grey, and uh, Sink. Yes, and uh, which is interesting because they well, put course. Wolverine and Sink on the. Well, same they want you to. Team. Yeah, that's going to be the drama. Yeah, of that. Uh, but that's a lot of fun. Um, there's your team. We knew that was the team. We did know that was the team, but it's like, you know, it's official. We get all of the... We get the sinister uh, the, rumor mill, yeah, which rumor. Tiffany loves. I do love the sinister rumor I read them. Mill. They didn't seem very exciting to me. None of them were like, oh my God, what? I, I mean, was kind of like, I mean, okay, for me, Well, no, but for me, if you're reading Hellions, you're, everything you thought might happen, it was hinted at happening. Yeah. The idea that like Psylocke is, is going to have enough inevitably. Yes, naturally. Inevitably, so she's just going to be done. Um, you know, we bring up Apocalypse. Yep. Which I was like, cool. Cool, good, reminding you. It's that's not happening. only reminding you, but it's like letting you know too that Hickman hasn't forgotten. Yeah. I and mean, there's no gonna... way he could, but he's just like, hey, yeah. it's it's cool. Um, we bring up um the Ves the Vescora. Yes. Those, those um aliens from mm -hmm. Sword. Well, yeah. they weren't from Sword, but they but were, they were on... used through Sword. Yes. Yeah. During uh Ten of Swords. They got shipped to one of the uh to to Blightspoke mm -hmm. where they're mining Blightspoke mm. and something from their Mad Jim Jaspers is grabbing. Yes, along with some other folk. Little reminder about Mad Jim Jaspers. I'm I'm not done with him. Yeah, yeah. So like that's there as well. And I was like, oh, that that's interesting for sure. I mean, like that's probably going to be maybe an Excalibur thing. I'm wondering if some of these are setting up what some future plots. I for think some, that's probably what it might, for makes some sense. books. Yeah. And then for me, of course, also talking about Hellions as well, kind of um, talking about the Vile Helix, mm -hmm. which was what Sinister had run into yes. when he went over his, his counterpart. His yeah. counterpart. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, there's a lot in here if you're reading some of the other books. We won't go into all of them because we don't have enough time here no. because we've got a lot of books and some shows and a guest to, to have on. Um, but there's so, some stuff to unpack if you've been reading a lot of the books and pour over if you so choose. That's true. So we see, like, it's basically just an excuse to draw a bunch of cameos. Uh, great. <laughs> you know, Pat Oswalt and his wife, George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin talking to Kitty with Lockheed there. It's like, oh, dragons. <laughs> I'll never finish that book, by the way. <laughs> this is where uh, anyone, like Emma, just dives into his mind, grabs the last oh book. Oh, my gosh. Sends it to a couple of the scribes and is like, go for it. Yeah. Write it. it up. And then... Yeah, no. Krakoa publishes the last George R. R. Martin book. You're oh welcome. my gosh, that's their great exports. Yeah, the drugs. Yeah, forget the drugs. No, everybody we're just in wants publishing. to know how Game of Thrones ends. That's right. I want to bring up too. There's one about Cipher, mm. and they, that one to me had a little weight. Yeah, 
because it's Cypher. Right. Naturally. With Krakoa. Mm-hmm. Um, because they talk about, you know, like, you know, like, I know, I know, like, are you listening? I know that you are like, as though maybe he's, there's a, there's some sort of secret. So like yes. maybe Krakoa is telling him things. I don't know. Right. But I'm like, interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, we see the party. Oh, they also talk about the islands or the councils. Yes. And they're like, you think it's just two? It's more. Oh, because I was like, okay, because there's Krakoa and Arako. They yeah. both have their own. Castles. They had their own very similar looking. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. So there's cool. more. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. But yeah. Uh, so Emma shows up and she's like, hey, looking fabulous. Another another opportunity to look at my look at me naked. She's um, not naked. She's got. Yeah. The beads. Whatever. <laughs> she's doing her thing. She's you know making making friends. Kevin Feige shows up and he's like, one day I'm gonna make an X Men movie. Yeah. What's your story? Um, I like that. People got really mad because like it, it's funny when you see internet reaction to books that they're clearly not reading because uh-huh. they were like, wow, worst Cyclops costume yet. This is so stupid. And I'm like, it's it's, it, a, it's, it's not his costume. It's not his costume. That's an outfit he's wearing for this very yeah, specific it's, thing. It's a, and it's an homage to the Met Gala. Yeah. And I'm like, of course you don't like it. You have no culture. So anyway, well, I was gonna say, of course you don't like it because like part of it is supposed to be over the top yeah. and ridiculous, and you're not gonna like all of them. Yeah. Although I have noticed that every artist who has an opportunity to draw a book having to do with this gala draw storm because she's yes. fantastic. Because why not? Because she's constantly like blasting lightning. She looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. I should also point out, by the way, that Cyclops has had some ostentatious outfits in the past, and yeah. if you actually take a look at like, you know, what he looked like in the '90s, mm-hmm. like who wears a cross chest linked with belt <laughs> pouch? the the head sock give me a break anyway but uh yeah so but it's um, not it's just it's just their met gala outfit yeah but they're having a they're having a blast look at Uh, that butt yeah they they announced the fireworks is where we actually see like what the fireworks are gonna be and it's Mm -hmm. like it's mental fireworks because of course it is well it's not just that they open like they let the whole world listen in yeah they get to listen to everybody yeah she does this crazy thing where she's definitely naked oh yeah Oh yeah, because well, she, has, cause she to, has to use her powers. Yeah, so she has to turn off her diamond form. So mm-hmm. she's totally naked. But uh, we we allude to what it, the sun, Mars. I don't know, but like it's this moment where everyone is linked, and we're seeing these fireworks. And she points up, and we see these two characters mm-hmm. silhouetted against this red orb in mm-hmm. the sky, and that's it. That's your indication of like things to come. The, yeah. next, the next chapter. What do you What are you thinking? What the hell am I even looking at? <laughs> I don't know. What are you thinking? I don't know. Like it could be, it, it could be, it could mean everything. It could mean nothing. I, I mean, it's obviously setting up the end of the Hellfire Gala. I think these are the these are like either uninvited guests or they are perpetrators of what people are complaining about before, right? Uh, about the like post midnight fireworks yeah. situation. Maybe they are the fireworks. Like maybe she did this and then she's like, but actually here's my show of force and like two Omega, like, you know, two crazy ass mutants show up and they're like, by the way, we run everything and you, you know, you're nothing. I don't know. I doubt it. Right. It could be anything. I, I'd love to hear some theories. Cause I have no idea. What's I ha- yours? I have no theory. Mm. I have no theory. Well, I'm excited to hear what the, uh, what the chat has to say. I, I agree with but that. that's X-Men. Um, no, I can't show the image, so I'm not going to do it. But no, buy unfortunately, it. not with the the new streaming software that makes the streaming a lot easier. Yes, it's not as easy as all that. I'm sorry, mm, guys. That's fair. Um, no, it is two silhouettes um, against something. Yep. Um, it could be mutants. It could be. It depends. It depends yeah. on who's going to be like 
the next big thing. So, I mean, like, obviously, we're going to be dealing with Onslaught at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Doing what Apocalypse is doing. Sinister's mm-hmm. obviously doing some things. So, it yes. could be something that he's been mucking around with yeah. since obviously we've seen futures in which he helped to create. Yep. Um, oh, Chimeras. Yes. Uh, it's so funny. So, it could be that, like, the Chimeras, like, are the next age. Yeah. Um, it could be the Vault Kids. Right so funny how people are like god this is nothing like x-men and yet we're setting up here are the main bad guys we have set up in this new status quo onslaught Mm -hmm. apocalypse mr sinister mystique yeah like all your classic x-men villains the only one that i haven't seen yet at all juggernaut now he's not a mutant but where the hell is juggernaut i haven't seen him against any of this right he's like i don't care he's gotta show up probably uh it could have something to do with directly with tied into inferno yeah it's probably inferno like that would make the most sense to tying me. something directly into what hickman plans on doing with inferno in general mm-hmm. um yeah yeah uh order 66 studios asks did you read batman earth one uh future back issues yes it's gonna happen tiffany and ben uh are that host right that's that's you guys i believe so i think it's you and ben uh we actually have that book it's right next to you <gasps> there it is yep i've read it don't say anything i won't i don't want to spoil it but it will be a back issues cool. but yeah i have read it Okay. I bought it immediately. We bought it from Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, 65 yeah, Broad yeah, Street, right back in New Jersey. Uh, we also have Justin Guy with the Mustache. Uh, thank you very much, by the way, for all your support, man. You've been uh, incredibly kind to us all across the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, did you get my care package? If not, I'm about to write a strongly worded letter to Amazon. Uh, probably. I just went to the post office today. I picked up at least a few packages. I got a tube. I've got a large box. And I have, uh, I think, a smaller box. But they're all from Amazon. Well, two of them are from Amazon. The other one's a tube. Um, so probably, but I haven't opened them. I don't open them until we open until we do them on camera. Right. Uh, we also have King's Port Cal or no, King's, King's Port Cal. No, King's Port Cal. King's Port Cal. King's Port is a place. King's Port. His name's Cal. There you go. Right, <laughs> thanks, Cal. Sal and Tiffany are my favorite YouTubers. Sal's incredibly knowledgeable. And Tiffany is his Mary Jane, who is also smart and cool. Ethan and Ben are all right. I agree. They are all. They right. are all right. Don't let them get any bigger than that. No. In their in their heads. In their estimation, they already know. know. Yeah, they already know how great they are. They know how awesome they are. Yeah. They don't need it. So they can just be all right. <laughs> but thank you. No, they are Cal. great. Uh, new type JB Lee says, uh, love your weekly videos. How do you feel Tynan introducing all these new villains instead of relying on old Rogues Gallery? Do you find it refreshing? No, I find it actually distracting and frustrating. Uh, I appreciate that it's not like the umpteenth Mr. T- like Two-Face story. I appreciate yeah. that we're not like trying to do something with uh, Killer Croc that nobody cares about. But at the same time, I also like as much as I don't care about like a like a six arc sewer dwelling king uh, killer croc story. I care a thousand times less about Miracle Molly or whatever the hell her name is or about Punchline, despite her backup in like one of the most recent books mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that she has like some measure of depth. Like, I, don't, I just don't care. I'm sorry. I don't care about the designer. I know he was like a, a throwaway idea. But I just don't care. I don't care about any of these ideas. And I especially don't care about them when they're all like they're in a when you can practically see them in a line at the door just waiting to come in. It could also just be that it might take a little time and a different writer to come along to take them and tell a story that you do care about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, Danny Ollie, thank you for helping me find great comic books. Keep up the good work. You too, Danny. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Let's talk about another book. All right, let's do that. I'm going to give you this back. Then. All right, thank you. Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing beyond that. No, 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 no. But I did do that. You did. You saw me do that. Uh, I guess I could talk a little bit about, uh, well, what would you read? I read I read uh, the X books this week. Oh, okay. Um, so let's talk about those real quick. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, Since we just talked about the Hellfire Gala, I, I want to talk about Excalibur because Excalibur... 
this event's running very differently. Yes. Than I would say. The, Hellfire Gala. The, the tennis oh, Tennis Swords. Um, because yeah, this, this is, is even an event. This is a Hellfire Gala um, issue, mm -hmm. which takes completely place at the Hellfire Gala until the end where it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But it's also intrinsically an Excalibur issue. Gotcha. Which last time when we did Tennis Swords, they were Excalibur issues, but it was taking a place in a place where Excalibur was. Which yes. Good. Mm -hmm. um, but what this serves to do is show that like, you know, everybody's going to the, the gala uh, from Excalibur and Richter's pissed. Yeah. This is like, remember a stupid party? Nobody remembers that Apocalypse was awesome. And oh my God. And nobody cares. Stay back gone. in your apartment and be sad. Nobody cares. No, nobody cares about you. <laughs> um, and while he's there, uh, Shatterstar shows up. Oh no. Um, Here's should, somebody who doesn't care, but nobody cares about it. They used to be a thing. Yo. And like, so he, I did not know he immediately like grabs onto Richter. And Richter's like, dude, no. What? Ah, right. What's up with you? Right. So, that's something that's gonna be going on because we deal with that also at the end. Naturally. But really what the heart of this is like Pete Wisdom is there and like dances with Betsy and is like, hey Betsy, we're not really just dancing, dancing, because she like looks in his head. To, like, yeah, I have a mission. Yeah. Okay. He does kind of because he showed up with the representative, that dude from Covenant Kaba, the yes. magical folk who hate mutants. Mutants, yeah. And yeah, Betsy. they think that we're, they think they're witch breed, yes. Yeah. Um, and they don't want Betsy to be Captain Britain and all that. Uh-huh. And essentially while Betsy was away, they ended up becoming like the UN ambassador. For oh, Britain. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. So Isn't he's so, no, yeah. I thought happened. Betsy was, yeah. No, no, no. This dude does. Like while oh. Betsy was away, this dude becomes the UN ambassador. Gotcha. And so like he is invited to the, the gala. And so he's there and he presents to Xavier and Magneto and Emma that like Great Britain is like done with Krakoa. Oh. And they're like, but you have like all these drugs we sent you. And they're like, well, we've all already confiscated those and you can have them back. What? You can just have back. Why don't they want them? We don't want you. We don't need you. We can do our own thing. Oh, sure. We don't want mutants. Oh, okay. So we're doing a Brexit thing. Okay. <laughs> um, so Betsy gets really upset and offended. We hint at the idea that Megan is pregnant. Oh no. From whom? I mean, I assume Captain Avalon, but like Yeah. But like What if it isn't? <laughs> He'd be feel like a real idiot for not sleeping with Saturnine then. I would. Like what? Well, she denies champagne, which he's like, "Oh, really?" Yeah. And then she's like, "I'm just hungry," and he's like, "Okay." And he goes to get her some food, and the nightcrawler shows up. Yeah. And it's like, "Hey, it's good to see you." Blah blah blah. He's a little drunk. He's drunk throughout this entire event we've mm. seen. Um. And then like he's like, "Oh, I should be careful with you and your condition." Like, congratulations. How do you know? He can just tell. <laughs> oh, okay. And then like Captain Avalon comes over. He's like, "What? What? For what?" And she's like, "Nothing." <laughs> Go away, Kurt. He's like, "Oh, bamf." Mm-hmm. Like, it's very convenient. That's like, I didn't really put that together. Like, that's a really great side to Nightcrawler's power is the ability to get out of an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. Just bamf. Nope. Yeah. Mm -mm. I wish. I'm out. I hate everything mm -hmm. and I'm not going to be here anymore. Um, The Kamenakaba bails on the party. Right. So Pete has to go with them because okay. he came with them. Yeah. And Well, they're my ride. Yeah, they're my ride. They brought me here. You could just use the gate. Like, yeah, you could use a, a gate or thing. a teleporter or whatever. Thing. Sure. So he goes with them and then it turns out that they use him and kill him in order to like have a ritual that frees Morgan Le Fay. Oh, okay. And sends her back through the gate. What, wasn't she being experimented on by Apocalypse? Where the hell is she? She's been. She's just been in like in Krakoa somewhere. No, in, the in, in Avalon, in oh. the bowels of Avalon, being held by Jamie Madrox. Oh, no, not Jamie Madrox. Uh, Jamie Braddock. Yes. 
Um, a lot of because, Jamie's. Yeah. Um, but because Jamie, because yeah, because Apocalypse told Jamie to do that. And oh. He's like, I don't care. Right. Whatever. I'll if do it. If she gets freed, I'm not going to be king anymore. Yeah. So I mean, you can just alter reality. Yeah, but he's not going to do it. Um, but so she's free. Uh, Richter joins the Druids, pushes the lighthouse off of England. Oh no! Because they were like. The Coven guys are like, yeah, you actually you can take your lighthouse and go away because that's actually on our land. So he's so like, okay, fine. fine. Now it's Braddock Island. <laughs> Get stuffed. Mm-hmm. So that's it. So now it's like, okay, Excalibur is going to be dealing with Morgan Le Fay. Right. Got it. Okay, cool. cool. Makes sense. In- English villain. Yep. Fine. Down. Like, And she is not happy. No. That, that lady is not happy. I can imagine. You know what she should, she should call? Dr. Effing Doom. Because they sleep together sometimes through time. Oh, that's right. So, like, that'd be amazing. She should call Actually, Tony Stark. We are kind of setting that up. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Doom be like, Doom would be, I would love to see that because I've seen so many great panels of Doom where he's freaking out behind that mask. Uh-huh. It's just a baked in expression, but you see his eyes like he is losing it. Yeah. I was actually rereading Secret Wars from 2015 the yeah. other day, and I was just like, he he has so many moments like that where he's just like, he is screaming behind that friggin' you know yeah that's that that, that stone face mm-hmm. it's amazing anyway but yeah cool good yeah. i also read children of the atom i know which um is written by uh vita ayala with art by paco medina mm-hmm. i forgot to say who wrote the other book which oh, is yeah. obviously going to be teeny howard yes with art by i think it's the same person oh paco medina no 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 the, oh, the, the same person who normally does that has been doing excalibur because right. they're they're great. I really do like them. They, yeah. Like they really do great at Marcus Toe. Ah, yes. Um, so that was Excalibur. Um, but Children of the Atom continues to be the book that I just don't. It's not the X-Men book. Like it's not. It's not my fave. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it continues to feel disjointed. Mm-hmm. That's really, I think, the best word for it. It just. Maybe it's supposed to. Because they're it could be no, and like that's that's a really like dope kind of meta read for it, right? That I'm like maybe that is a legit. Supposed to to feel all over the place, yeah, because like they're kids and they are all over the place and they don't know what they're doing, right? Right. Like this issue's trying to tie into the Hellfire Gala, but it doesn't feel like it should tie into the Hellfire Gala. Yeah, because they don't tie in anything, right? And it surrounds them yet again, trying to get through the gate. And I'm like, we've done this three times now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, that's too bad. And this time they're they're caught. Oh no! And are going to be experimented on. But don't worry. Like at the end of it, one of like JJ got away. Like Daycrawler, because mm-hmm. uh, I refuse to use his other name. Yes. Um, Daycrawler gets away and then gets the X Men to assemble. Oh. But I don't know if it's for real. It may not be. Right, because that's not the X Men that no, were elected during the no, Hellfire Gala. No, no, no. But that no, was no. the X Men pre Hellfire Gala. This is X symbol. So we I don't know. That's kind of how they they like end. Maggot is on the X Men. It is just you know. Oh no. We may again. It could be completely it's probably fake. Yeah. Com- who knows? Completely fake. Um. But just you know, there's like there's they're trying to have like a through line here, but it's almost like the world's happening around them. And yes. so then like it that's trying to get into the book as well to make it feel relevant yeah. to what's happening. And that's what I, I feel like I'm struggling with. Like, you know, does it make sense the idea that they're like, oh, the Hellfire Gala is happening and they're opening up the gates to everybody. So like everything go through. Yeah. But like obviously I feel like in the in the news reports about this, they also mentioned the fact that everybody has a special flower and that's the only way you can get through. And then they don't even use that. Right. <laughs> They use something else yeah. to try to do it. And then they don't even get a chance to even do it. Yeah. So I don't know. Weird. I just, I really just struggle with this book because I think there is something to it, but right. I feel and there's like there's a place for it. Even it, if it's, I, yeah, I just feel like it, it should be 
not necessarily left alone, but like it should be allowed to do its own thing without having to worry about itself weaving into what's happening right now with the X-Men unless it can like naturally do so. Gotcha. That's where I'm struggling with this. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, you're not alone. A lot of folk are not picking up this book or at the very least they're not, it's not connecting. Like it, like I will see, but it did come out of nowhere. Like, no, it did. And there's like this book, this issue in particular has like a really nice, like overtone to it Mm -hmm. in which, um, buddy, one of the characters is talking about family in general Mm. and like how his folks got divorced. And then his dad like remarried almost immediately and got like Mm. a new family because she had kids. Right. And so like he really attached to those. And so like he would spend weekends with them sometimes when his mom was like doing things. Yeah. And then inevitably he lives with them, but like he does, he feels like he's easily replaced and that like inevitably by the end of it, he realizes that like, you know, family isn't like the ones you're born with. It's the people you choose. Right. And I'm like, that's dope because that is kind of what X-Men is about at its core. So I really like that. I just wish the book was tighter. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a solid message there. It's just mm, getting lost. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into a couple of more super chats. Yeah, let's mind. let's do that. I got uh, it. I'm I'm doing it right now. Michael Darnell says, "Did you see <laughs> Bo Burnham's Inside? It's a new special on Netflix. Yes, uh, it is uh, haunting, and it gave me existential dread for the last week. It really bugged me. Bo Burnham haunts me. <clears throat> I saw the cover. Yep. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is about that kid, but he he really like gets in there he lives in there don't let him live run free charge him khalil frederick says was going over hawks and pox can't believe the inferno seed planted back then well seeds plants you know not to mention other things like the fourth summer's brother reveal can't wait for more i'm so glad to hear that because yeah man uh hawks and pox sets up a lot of things i mean you can see the friggin the 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 the, the apocalypse children from mm-hmm. ten of swords they're in that book like Hickman has been playing the long game. I assume that he has some sort of like he's gone beyond the you know build like uh, bulletin boards with string on it. Yeah. He's got like the Tony Stark. Yeah, he's got like 3D mapping. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like low key Minority Report like <laughs> examining things. Yeah, here it is again. Oh, sorry, I'm bad at this. <laughs> you could have stopped me. You could have stopped me at any point. Eternal Blockbuster. I assumed it was Zorn twins preparing Mars for the arrival of Omega level mutants in planet size. Okay, well. Spoiling a uh, planet size, which comes out next week. Um, but I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm glad you assumed that, though. Uh, Kevin Kruger no spoilers. says, uh, did you ever read Apocalypse versus Dracula? That seems like a short story. Yeah, it should be. Uh, but no, I've never read Apocalypse versus Dracula. I <laughs> uh, picked up all of Ultimate Spider-Man with a comicsology sale. Never would have revisited it if not for your videos. Miles Morales ongoing. Yay, nay or may. Uh, I will say Miles, is, Miles deserves an ongoing, even if I'm not reading it. But Ultimate Spider-Man is my jam. I should also say that uh, I don't know if it's still available, but Kevin Smith's first 15 issues on Green Arrow are up on Comixology in one collection for $1.99. So if you do like Comixology mm-hmm. and you want to save yourself a whole bunch of cash and try out a book that Tiffany and I did on back issues, uh, you may dig it. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Russell says, Hey guys, love your channel. I was wondering Hi. if you had any interest in doing Batman cacophony by Kevin Smith. I've thought about doing it. There's two of them. He did cacophony and uh, widening gyre, both of which were written by Kevin Smith and drawn by Walt Flanagan of uh, secret stash fame. Mm-hmm. Um, I've thought about it. I, I, I know I'm not going to like, I don't like them. So like it would be me just being like, Hey, you know, it's really terrible. These Batman comics. <laughs> so I don't want to necessarily just drag it through the mud, but who knows? Okay. I mean, one day, uh, Khalil Frederick, I love Tom Taylor's Nightwing and all the work he's doing. Me too. Mm-hmm. It's a great series and uh, lovely covers. I uh, caught up. 
I did it. You maybe did. No, I did it. Well, while you look that up, I also had Strange Academy, which <gasps> proves to continuously be a fun book. Yay. Um, they like killed another student off this week. Oh no! But they're back. It's fine. Oh okay. Well, no, they're not back. Back. Toth is from Weird World. He's made out of crystalline like structure. Okay. He's like destroyed after a late night study fest by some like black goop monster. Oh no. Um, which we have seen before, so we all kind of knew who it was. <laughs> um, but his parents show up and they're like, there's also a, a, a cat there called Cat Beast, and Cat Beast is from Weird World, used to be a sorcerer there. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, I can fix this. We have to, you know, put him back together. Okay. Like, if we had to put the puzzle back together, then we could use a spell and then we could resurrect him. It's just kind of like, like uh, Betsy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Magic Man. Mm. Magic. Um, Why isn't that his character in the Marvel Universe name? Magic Man. Magic Man. And he gives uh, Doctor Strange a run for his money. <laughs> but he's also like a, like a flim flam artist. Yeah. 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 Like, he's like kind of like, uh, he looks like Mandrake the Magician. And he's just like, Steven. No, he's got to be like, Oh, okay. You could do it like mockery. You could go to the other side where he's like, you know, he's like, he's, he's sexy like David Blaine. New hotness. Yeah. He's like, I'm upside down. And I hold my breath Strange for two weeks. Strange hates him. It's like, mm. That's, that's your, that's your Dr. Strange pitch. Yeah. Is Dr. Strange versus the magic man in six issues. And it's just Dr. Strange dealing with the charlatan. Yeah. And, and, he's, and man he's being dating like, Clea. Yeah. Oh no. Now it's that guy from Venture Brothers. <laughs> yep. Um, but oh, he gets his assistant is, Either the girl from the Aaron run or the girl oh, from Velma? the Wayne from the Wade run. Or yeah, Velma. Thelma. Thelma. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, steal my girls. <laughs> anyway. He's like, hey Wong. Yeah. Wong. Or Rintra could be with him. Yes, he got Rintra. He got Rintra and um what the hell's her name? It's not Amethyst, it's Topaz. Ah, uh, yes. It's a different gemstone based That'd be amazing because character. It would be very evocative of the never ending story where mm-hmm. it's like, um, Using a little bit of isn't that never a story? Am I thinking of the right thing? I'm thinking of the last unicorn. What's a what's what a children not? oriented horrifying property that uses like fantastic elements? It's not puppets. It's animation. Mommy Fortuna's traveling circus. She's like you know all of her traveling circus. She's got a manticore and you know a harpy and stuff. But the harpy's real. Everything else is illusions and fakery. Right. The harpy's real, and that's the most dangerous. And it's like this dude. It's like the Jim Dark magic of freaking the of the Doctor Strange Marvel universe. It's like Rincher is the one piece of magic. It's like I have real magic, and it's this freaking big green Minotaur. Right. And like that's the most dangerous, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There's that, your pitch, Marvel. That, that you're gonna, you can take Marvel. that. See you next week. See, see you next year. Um. But needless to say, his parents show up. Oh yes. And uh, like, hey, we're here to see our son. No, 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 no. Oh, they okay. they go and and retrieve her. They they or retrieve them. They're like, you need to get over here now. Zelma. Why? I said every other. You did. Velma. Velma. Yeah. Yeah. Zelma. Zelma. Because well, that's because magic. those first two are real names, and that last one is not. No, it is. It becomes. Real <laughs> What's it short? If you believe in it. Oh. Zell. So that's not real then. Or Zell. Yeah, I mean, I know that's cool. Listen, listen. If the name is Zelda, yeah, Ze- yes. I, I believe Zelda is an actual name. It was though. made real by no, a video game. No, I think game. it's a real name. I don't know about I that. I think it is. I'll have to ask Zelda Williams to. Tell anyway, us. um, the point is they're gonna put them back together, right? So, like, you know, everybody jumps in to help out, and then oh no, his heart's missing, his heart crystal. But like the girl he loves puts it back. No, no, oh. they don't. They can't find it. Oh, okay. but also like they're pretty sure that it wasn't an accident. What happened? Mm-hmm. Like something happened. No. Someone like murdered this kid. Right. So they got to call in a, a detective. Oh, no. So they call in Howard the Duck. God damn it. 
which was the point where I was like, well, Sal would have stopped reading the book. Yes. Well, all right, we're out. <laughs> it's freaking duck. Yeah, you, uh, you, you have you tweeted that picture no, yet? No, I haven't. You should. I should. Because there's like a really intense image of Howard the Duck. And he said, because like, like, he's got to interview all the students and like Voodoo's like, which ones? He's like, all of them. And I was like, that's not what he's saying. And I changed it and I sent it to Sal. Yeah, you need to freaking post that. <laughs> okay, I will. If you watch, if you follow uh, at the real Zoobs on Twitter, you'll see it after the broadcast. Yeah, there you go. Um, But essentially he does, he, he interviews everybody. Everybody's got an alibi. Sure. It's um, like that great scene from Muppets Most Wanted. Yes. <laughs> kind of. Um, Thank then, you, Dormammu. No more questions. <laughs> Except there's literally no song, and you know what are you gonna do? Um, no Sam. Calvin. What? No Sam the Eagle. No Sam. Mm. Which you need. Why I mean, I, I guess he's like both. Yeah. Yeah. How are the duck? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, it turns out it's Calvin, and it's like his coat, which had been we had seen before, came to life, and like he has no control over it. And you're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? All right, folks, if you read the Aaron run, you knew who this was. <gasps> it's Mr. Misery. Oh, that's cool. So like back in the day when when Dr. Strange, because um, magic has a cost, um, when, what he was doing with the magic or with his cost is they were basically like putting it in the basement of the sanctum. Yes. And it became a living creature. Right. And he keeps it down there and it's out. Right. And it's on Calvin. That's awesome. It's a Misery's back. And I'm like, cool. ooh, ooh. I wrote really, this? It's, um, it's written by uh, Scotty Young. Gotcha. By, uh, Humberto Humberto Ramos. Still, yeah. Wow. It's just a, it's just a great team up. Yeah. Like you would never expect this, but it's no. just so well done, and and I love every issue that I've read of it. So that's great. It's just fun. I'm so glad because I remember you were very like wary of this when yeah. it first. You're like, all right. Yeah. Well, I was like, it's gonna be cutesy and kidsy and blah blah blah, whatever. And it turns out it's doing magic better than the actual Doctor Strange book did. So yeah. Well, who'd have thought that? <laughs> uh let's see i've got i've got plenty of books to talk about um, i've got one more after this okay well, i don't want to take up too much of your time but i will talk no, no, very briefly about uh this one book from chip sadarsky which uh is a creator i've come to love and respect uh, just league last ride number two which of course is written by it's an elseworld story written by just uh by chip sadarsky um how can you tell it's an elseworld like how do they uh they don't this? they don't make any indication whatsoever oh <laughs> How do you tell? You tell because you're you because you follow people on Twitter and they tell you on Twitter. <laughs> like it's it's terrible. It's brilliant marketing. Way to go! Great great brand management all well, around. Well, to be fair, we've seen this before. Mm -hmm. We literally just did a book on back issues. Yes, which which was like, is it Elseworlds or is it is or is it not? And then you read the friggin' article and it's like, oh, it's Elseworlds, right. and it's like, no, it's not. But Doesn't have to be. But it is. But it, but it is. Some things are the Killing Joke, maybe. Yeah. And then they're like, nah. Yeah. 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 No. That, that is but uh the arts by miguel mendoza or ben mendoza uh this is just like it this is a dud it was not it it, it read very fast it was a very much a, like the whole thing is a flashback there's a lot of great moments in it i you know what i, I shouldn't call it a dud because like it it read really fast and none of it and it, like, it just kind of brought us back to speed with the last page reveal of issue two mm. so it's like oh like nothing so like technically nothing really happened yet but uh, it's all the things you like about DC events. And that's the thing. Like, so if you are like bereft of classic DC action or the kind of shit you saw in like that last Justice League movie before they rebooted the animated universe, you should read this because you're getting a lot of fun. You're getting Wonder Woman, Wonder Women fighting the Furies, fighting Granny Goodness, and, mm -hmm. and all the stakes are there. Aquaman's death, uh, Batman and Martian Manhunter versus Darkseid, Superman and the Green Lantern Corps. Like you're getting a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And uh, and you're getting like the tension of it being in an Elseworld story, so anything can happen. Mm -hmm. 
plus Lobo, who is just kind of giving everybody a hard time. There's also one of my favorite panels in a like in a long time, which is Wonder Woman holding a sword to Lobo's throat. Mm-hmm. She has a look on her face. It's just such a it it conveys everything. Yeah, it does. It's so rare to get those moments, and it, it is achieved perfectly in this issue. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I think that this is one of those things where it's like, oh, you you could probably just read the trade, but like, but you know what? If you're reading month to month, week to week, like you may just enjoy it, right? So you should check okay. it out. What else did you do? You said you did another one. I did. I also want to mention someone put in the chat. They were like, "What Sal knows Acquisitions Incorporated." And I'm like, <laughs> the only reason he knows Acquisitions Incorporated is because of me. That's right. Because I used to listen to it back in the day. Yeah. But well, I know Jim Dark Magic because of Penny Arcade. Yeah, the comic. The comic. Like but... two wands. It's pretty pimp. Yeah, like, <laughs> but the acting stuff is I, yours. I listened to that through most of the Scott Kurtz stuff. Yeah, and then after that, I kind of was like, I was done. Like, it kind of closed a chapter for me. And I yeah, was, when Kurtz was, but that was good. I was like, hey, I have like a you have a, you have a stopping point. Yeah, I have a stopping point. So yeah, I was you like, don't have to nice. read the other you or watch the other crap. Uh, the last issue, I, or the last book I read of the stuff that was in my yes stuff or my collection was Wonder Woman. Yes, who by the way, I saw the 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 writing team from Wonder Woman was on. I think it was a uh, comic book club oh. and uh, man, like it was just like, man, come on our show. You guys are great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that writing team is uh, uh, Michael W. Conrad and Becky Clinton with art by Travis Moore. Yep. Uh, book looks great. This it's is one of the best runs of Wonder Woman in a long time, right? I, well, I think, I, I think some people say yes. Some people, it depends. No, for you. You're looking for. for me. Yes. But you know, we're dealing with, we're dealing with North Norse mythology. Um, this is the end of that. Okay. Right now. Like All this, right. This we're going back to Olympus after this. Okay. So we'll that's see fine. See how long I hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Post this. This just finishes up the, um, trying to save uh y- Yggdrasil. Yes. Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil. Uh, the World Tree to solve the problem with the Valkyries no longer coming to bring the spirits of the dead in Valhalla back so yes. they can keep battling. Mm-hmm. It turns out they just wanted a break. <sighs> what yeah <laughs> okay okay um, okay um but Damn it's like bro. all it's all like, like you know exacerbated by the fact that thor and his army shows up they have a big fight he's a total jerk naturally it plays up all of the like the the yes the the myth the myth and the legend myth about him it's not him. comic book it's not marvel thor no they're not he's, pantsing marvel's thor. no no or are they he's no because they have a reason why he's he's um you know he's a womanizer he's a misogynist in this um and he's like, I know what I'll do. We'll just like, listen, either Valkyries, you're going to get back to work and do your job or like, I'm going to kill you. And mm. Wonder Woman's like, that's not going to help you, you idiot. Right. If they're dead, they're not going to be able to help you. It's the same problem. Just what? be cool. Just give so, them the break. So, But it turns out he's using a specific hammer and it's not Mjolnir. It's a specific hammer that was created by Dr. Psycho. Remember what? we saw him earlier? Oh. So he's been controlling Thor a bit, like bringing up the worst parts of him possible. Cool. And so, like, it plays into that as well. And obviously, I think we're like, yes, Psycho is a character. Yes. But, like, I think we're playing on the fact that, like, he had some popularity or gained some popularity thanks to the Harlequin show. So, brought him back into people's mind's eye. Yeah. And so they throw him in here and it works for this story. Totally. Like, he had, he had plans and whatever. Yeah. Inevitably, like, she beats him in the mindscape. Dead man carries that part of him back. Yay! And he's like, you have to leave. Right. And she's like, all right, hang on. I got to finish up what I'm doing out here. Yeah. So she basically sits with talks between Thor and the Valkyries. Uh-huh. Um, up until she like brokers the deal. Tries to, but they all have like, you know, <clears throat> their own anger issues about that. And then uh, Ratatasker <laughs> is like, we have to save the world tree. 
Wonder Woman realizes it's the blood from the battles that feeds mm -hmm. the world tree and okay. keeps it up and running. So they go back to doing it. She's going to leave. Uh, Siegfried comes back. Oh, yeah, they, because they, they're they doing have, the work. They have one dope night together. Oh. And then she leaves before he gets up. Oh. She's like, it's better like this. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, goes sure. after her. Oh. She's like, I can come with you. She's like, no, you can't. You can't. Nah. No. <laughs> so she he gives, her, no? he gives her his sword. She's like, you know, I'll, I'll carry you with me. And Ranatasker's going with her. Because he's like, I owe you this. So the two of them are going into um in off on the, the next next adventure to Olympus. Oh, so that's nice. It's dope. That sounds like a good, you know, not just it's a good break, so you can get this to the is, next thing. But it sounds is, like this team knows what they're doing. So the next yeah, arc will be no, just I'm as fun and awesome. I'm going to keep reading this, but like this is going to be a solid volume when this comes out. Oh yeah, I think this is going to be something that people can easily you know, tell friends like, oh yeah, go pick this up. Right. You know, even if you don't hundred percent understand how she got there, you're going to have a good time. You're going to have a good time. There you go. Wonder woman. You're going to have a good time. That goes on the <laughs> dust jacket. So right now I'm going to put on my headphones. Tiffany, you can do the same. I totally can this time instead of rolling away and having a snack. Yeah, just Although disappearing. I'm missing out on my snack now. You are. Yeah. You don't get to just leave I and have a snack. I don't get to go have gushers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No gushers for you. Damn it. But uh, yeah, let's, let's welcome our special guest. Welcome everybody. <laughs> Uh, to the show, Mr. Tom King. Tom, welcome to the show, man. What a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I cannot believe how freaking beardy I am today. I apologize. Yeah, I don't recognize myself. Another show, and you were you were totally clean shaven. You grow this beard, you're like a mountain man. I, I haven't this is like I haven't been this way since I was like on the Afghan border. This is this is too much. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is too much. I'm getting it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back to normal time. If I took off my hat, my hair. Not that I have much hair, but the one that was there <laughs> would puff out like Krusty the Clown. It's not wow. a good scene anywhere in this general. Anyway, it's great, it's great well, that you waited to be until... on camera. I could play about my looks. The exactly. Exactly. It's great that you waited until like we were 61% vaccinated before you went to you. You adopted the COVID look. <laughs> yes, now, now I'm utterly it. I think. Well, you know, when when we were in COVID, like my my I'm fortunate to have no hair and a wonderful wife. So my darling wife could shave my head. Uh, and, uh, but now that there's no COVID, it's kind of like, I have to get an appointment. Not there's no COVID, but so it's like, we're, we're in some sort of middle ground where yes. I'm too lazy to go out. And yet I'm, I'm too lazy to beg my wife to do it. So it's like, I'm stuck in, in, in some liminal space. This is and, fair. And now I, I look uh, like I'm back in the war. I don't know. I think it's cool. I think, I think it looks good. It's a good beard. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's what I was going for. But yeah, so uh, Tom, thank you for popping in. I wanted to. Uh, I'm here to talk that beards, which are all that's all. Talk about beards, yeah. That's why I'm here. That's right. Yeah, you're here because you. Well, you shave my. You you cut my hair, I but do. not my beard. I don't. I wouldn't dare to touch your your beard. Well, <laughs> only because you'd be afraid of shaving it off, and then I. That's a hundred percent what would happen. Like, like, like a donut. <laughs> But I would yeah. just get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Bam. Oh no, it's gone. It's fine. What a mistake. There's nothing you can do about it, by no, the way. No, it's cool. You just put it back in. Yeah. No, that's gross. But yeah. So uh tomorrow, mm -hmm. Supergirl number one comes out. Oh God. I know. Oh, I'd rather talk about Wonder Woman. Let's go back to that. That's yeah, right. <laughs> it's been great. Uh but I was no, doing Wonder Woman all day, so I was listening, I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, uh Supergirl number one uh of eight comes out tomorrow with uh, your your words, Bilkis Evely's pictures. So exciting to see. Uh, if it, it goes on sale tomorrow, what's your elevator pitch to get people to who haven't pre-ordered already, who they should have if they've seen Elseworlds Exchange? Um, how, how, what, what is going to get them to buy this book? How do you get someone to buy a Supergirl book? I don't know. Supergirl right. hasn't sold in 30 years. I don't know. <laughs> 
I feel like if someone knew that, they would have told you already. Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, the best. Well, look, if, if, if you read me and you've read the book that's behind your corner, which is um, uh, Up in the Sky, uh, which is just my, my take on Superman. And, and it's it's one of my best selling works. It was weird because it was a Walmart book. But it's just the point of that book was Superman is awesome. It was just me being like, I'm not deconstructing him. I'm not I'm not taking it apart. I'm not I'm just I'm writing a book about where you can read one volume of something and be like, this is a definitive Superman story that tells you why Superman is awesome. Right. And that, that's what Supergirl is. This is it's it's in that up in the sky. If that's the kind of stuff you dug, that's what you'll like. Um That's sold for me just in general. Mm-hmm. Because I remember uh when the Walmart initiative took place, I keep, I, I love how we call it Walmart. Like, I don't think anyone internally called it that. Like when it was just announced, it came out and there's no Walmart on that cover or the Batman universe equivalent. No, I think it's uh, been forgotten. The fact that it was Walmart. At this yeah. Point. Like nobody refers to forgivably that. too. People are just kind of like, look at this amazing book. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, you can get it at this Walmart thing, but yeah, no, uh, it's just so amazing that like out of that initiative came these, these, these two seminal works. People are like, these are dope. Uh, Supergirl, I can't wait for the series. I mean, we've been hyping it up for a while uh, just because of the strength of Superman and, of course, your your pitch of it being basically uh, like a true grit in space, which is kind of dope uh, and very exciting. Yeah, it's. I mean, when I turned in the script, uh, don't tell uh, uh, Mitch Garrett's this, but when I turned in the script, my editor said, this is the best script you've written in two years or something <gasps> and for the first one. So I, I, I'm not saying that's true, but that's what they told me at the time. Yes. So that's why I'm super proud of this first script. It's me returning. I'm doing, going back to captions, so it's more of a thick read. This is, oh. is going to be – so, yeah, it's something that will take um, – at least two trips to the bathroom to read this one. So you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to enjoy it over time. That's great. <laughs> that is. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's how I think a lot of people read their comics. If invincible is any indication. Um, but yeah. So well, <laughs> I, I, especially if you're reading digitally. Well, it's right there in your pocket. It's right there in your pocket. What else it's are you right do? in your pocket. What are you going to do? And you got to take that something. out of your pocket or risk losing it. That's right. So it's already yeah, there. It. Come you're, on. You're pretty most of the way there. No, I don't read comics while I'm peeing. You're on the risk of dropping the phone in the toilet. That's we ladies don't have that problem. That's right. No. Yeah. You're constant. Yeah. You you're a you're you have all the opportunity. <laughs> this is exactly what I thought this conversation would go. I, I like, know. We're yeah. definitely gonna get into it. <laughs> come to expect. Yes. Uh so the other question I think I have really quick, just to talk about Supergirl hype it up because it is con sale tomorrow, mm-hmm. is uh continuity or no continuity? It is in continuity. It is this is this is my first in continuity book since I left Batman. So it's wow. been t- two years, I think, basically since I've written in the. I mean, uh, I mean, Batcat is in continuity, but it's kind of one of those books that lives. It's next in that continuity. It's in your Batman continuity. Well, it's like in. It's like once it's all finished, it'll have its impact. But where it's not finished for a while, oh. it's not like a book that has to. And uh, and stupid, but Supergirl is in. And it's not not that it has a lot of crossovers and all that stuff, but. The goal of this book is to launch this, the, the, this. This book will have effects on Supergirl going forward for the rest of her career and will and, and therefore will have effects on the DC universe for the rest of its time. So, yes, it's very much an incontinuity. Like this is this is the Supergirl that lives um, in the infinite frontier. Dope. That was a great log line. You know, Williamson was like, thank you for saying that. for using <laughs> infinite frontier. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. He pays uh, me. I uh, get a lot of money from Josh. Can we? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, can, uh, can can you tease your favorite image from this issue? Uh, just highlight yeah. uh, uh, art. I, yeah, I, I can't speak highly of of, of uh, Lopez's art or uh, or Matt, Matias Lopez on on colors. Colors, yeah. 
my favorite. This is one. Of, so this is. I don't let my children read my comics because um, uh, I'm afraid they'll judge them. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, no, because they're too adult for some reason. Uh, but I let them read uh, up, up in the sky. This is the first comic, the first floppy of mine I've ever let my kids read. Oh. Um, and they all, they all, and even my six-year-old liked it. Um, and uh, my and my daughter loved it. My son loved. So, but yeah, the the image that sticks out. I mean, Bill was killed it in this issue. I mean, there are beautiful splashes. Um, there's there's. A, I mean, she creates a whole world that's sort of this new Conan world nobody's ever been to before. So she's creating a new world. Uh, and but I mean, there's just there's one image of Supergirl. She's hung over for the first time in her life. I know this is stupid, but it's just like one little panel. And Bilquis just with these sort of this sort of thin line she sometimes goes to draws this kind of, you know, it's, it's after her. It's the day after her 21st birthday. We've all had the day after our 21st birthday. And so it's, it's her having that sort of universal um, American moment. And and it's just it captures it just perfectly, like the look in her face from just like, gotcha. yep, that's. That, that's I mean that's I, yeah it's 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 a very human moment I know it's shocking in my books to say that but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, of, of, of Supergirl on the day after her twenty first birthday being you know you know because she's such a, a god so just to see to see her like that and dealing with it it's cool yeah yeah really humanizes her I think that's a great op- opportunity to connect with the audience in a big way because that character is so odd and has been all over the place so it's 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 a good op- avenue to directly connect that character with the reader. Yeah, she's a t- she's a tough character to break into yeah. because she's one of those characters like um, I don't know what's 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 another character that's like this where it's like people who don't have don't do comics at all have one image of her and people who do do comics have another image of her and when you try to merge those two audiences it's like they're fighting with each other and it's very hard to merge them and then there's a separate audience that doesn't do either comics. Or movies and TV, and also have an image of her because she's kind of one of those eternal characters that lives forever. So it's, yeah. a, it's it's those three things that are fighting each other when you're writing. Um, so they were they were trying to merge all three things into sort of one uh, co- cogent whole. Gotcha, Tiffany. You want to you want to take it take it away? Because I've been I've been kind of uh, dominating the conversation. You have any other qu- other questions? No, I mean you answered the, the fact that there are going to be splash pages in there because I love Bilkis's work. Uh, when oh, she was on the Dreaming, I was just I was in it all the way with her all the way anything she draws i will put my eyes on listen we have the writer on right now obviously so like wait hey i'm way into the story i'm definitely not buying it just you know <laughs> no no <laughs> because of the just... art buy it for the art that I, this is one of those books i say I, mean, I, I work with the best artists in comics I can say it's you do but but uh, uh this this one especially is the, the, the art is absolutely mind-blowing and she's leading the way like she when we started this out i was like i'm gonna do this thing it's gonna be on some planets and that was basically the only idea i had planets mm-hmm. it's not, not really an idea you know it's, it's uh that's like a throwaway thought and she sent me sort of a mood board of like she's like this is what i think space looks like and it was just like this mobius 70s european french kind of influence oh. uh and i was like yes i was like that's it that's and then I realized, like, sometimes you're with someone who can build worlds. Like, Doc Shainer is, is brilliant at this. He, he can, the world of Rand, he built everything in it. All I did was write, you know, like, talks to Alien. And he's like, here's for the aliens. Uh, Bill Quist can do, she builds worlds. She's a world builder. Yeah. Um, and in each issue, you'll see her build a new world with her art, which is just astounding. I, I li- no, seriously, I really can't re- wait to read the story. But, like, I really can't wait to see what she also brings to the table. Because when you have a writer like you, it seems like you trust them and that's dope to like trust an artist to bring something to the table, to fill in the gaps 
for you. I, I love that. That's a perfect marriage for me. So I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. It's a thin line between trust and lazy. That's what we'll call trust for <laughs> let's now. Go, let's go trust. Let's go trust for now. Yeah. When the cameras are off, we'll talk lazy. Yeah, we'll talk lazy. Yeah, but like cool. now, now it's trust, total yeah. trust. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> when the artist gets to be like, what? This guy didn't build a world for me at all. <laughs> I had a lot of heavy lifting to do. Did, uh, are there any cameos from any characters from the movie? <laughs> is Celine going to show up? <laughs> is Faye Dunaway going to be in this? Faye movie? Dunaway is the star of the whole thing. Yes, <laughs> but it's the Joan Crawford Faye Dunaway, so oh, it's all okay. about wire hangers, and it's a whole. Yeah, it's, it's that odd <laughs> stuff. Like. It's a that was a haunting moment. It'll be a really uh, it'll be an Eisner Award winning yes, uh, <laughs> sequence. <laughs> well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, pick up Supergirl number one. It is on sale tomorrow at your local comic book store and online. Uh, are, is there any variant cover game, or is it just just the main? There is a uh, yeah. There's a Gary Fra Gary Frank very famously drew no a, a, a beautiful line of Supergirl in the '90s with Peter David. He drew the famous uh, skateboard cover, which is yep. probably the most famous yeah. Supergirl cover of all time. And uh, and so he did the he and as that is a number one so he did the variant on this number one and so there's a Gary Frank variant which features a, a brand new character who uh, debuts in this issue Ruth I um, and uh, yeah and she, she'll be I mean she, we have big plans for this character so uh, it's really cool to see sort of Gary Frank drawing this sort of new iconic DC character uh, and then there's a there's a sketch variant in case you want to come and get me a ruin your comics yes uh because if you don't know <laughs> ladies and gentlemen if you uh, ever bump into tom king at uh, a convention he does sketch covers and he does uh, you are in no way an artist and uh, uh, no i'm the opposite of an artist <laughs> no, i have I a lot of sympathy for you because i feel the exact same way whenever anyone's like draw something for me i'm like here is the worst stick figure you've ever seen <laughs> yeah no, that's terrible yeah no i can't even draw stick figures they're not sticks they're like they're gerbled they're noodle figures you're right exactly a stick is too long these are noodle figures <laughs> but yes. uh check that out ladies and gentlemen it comes out tomorrow digitally uh in comic book stores support your local comic book store and pick it up tom thank you so much for popping you in are on the so show nice for letting me come and talk about this comic i love you were i you, you we by the way we set this up like an hour ago so i appreciate you being available and, and being down to do this um I just had to bring my kids to the doctor, but I'm I'm sure whatever they've got, they'll, sure they'll be fine. It'll, it'll sort itself out. <laughs> These things sort themselves out. Yeah. It's They're like resilient. You're... You drop them, they bounce right back up. But there's no big deal with kids. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, I have the vaccine, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. So whatever right. happens to this, <laughs> they're fine. I'm covered. I'm covered. Yeah. Have, have a tissue. You'll be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for being here, and we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you uh, another time. Thank you so I'll much, man. Nice you too, you man. All. all right, later. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. And that's just the way we roll here on Comic Pop and Off the Rack. Uh, again, big thanks to Tom for being on the for show. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and thank you, Tiffany, for uh, because I made no attempt to prepare you in any you way for this. No, no. Like we were like, he's like hitting the live button. He's like, by the way. By the way, uh, your headphones are there. By the way, your headphones are there. Why? <laughs> oh, Tom Kick's coming on. Oh, Tom Kick's coming on, and you're gonna have to come up with something to say to him. <gasps> Click. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. I'm yeah. like, what? I'm sorry. That's oh, no, fine. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so um, um, I'm legitimately looking forward to that. Me book. too. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be something special. I think so too. I, and what's funny is, you know, it's uh, well, we'll talk about other books that are coming out this week. We, we think you should check out. But Supergirl obviously is one of those things. Mm -hmm. um, I'm excited because, like, you know, Batcat. If you didn't like the Batman run, you're probably not checking out Batcat. Mm -hmm. If you don't agree with the Watchmen whole situation, you're probably not checking out Rorschach. But Supergirl is one of those things where it's like. I don't even know what to. But expect. you're all probably reading Strange Adventures because it's the best. But book. you need to be reading Strange <laughs> Adventures, and I need to be reading Rorschach because I, I said I would, and I, I still haven't. I, I think I'm. I think I'm trade waiting on Rorschach. I think at this point you have to be. I think I have to be. Um, anyway, but I think yeah, I think Supergirl will be something 
to talk about. Yes. I'm yeah. Yeah. Gonna... It'll replace this book on the shelf when we whenever we randomly or, hype up a book. I was gonna say or go next to it. Oh, that'd be a good compliment. Yeah. Uh B Black says, Whose ego do you think is bigger? Namor or Tony Stark's? Namor. No hundred percent Namor. No question. Uh, I, I think Tony has a little bit of self-deprecation. Yeah, Tony has Tony's not a monster. He's never invaded anything except for like, you know, he's had, he started a civil war, but he didn't like invade the surface world. <laughs> uh, Grievous says, uh, Hey, Hey, Ocompop folks. Hope you're doing well. Just wanted to show some support. Well, Loki is you. looking really interesting. And thank you, Tiffany, for putting Ten of Swords on my radar. It was a really fun read. Yay. That's you're great. welcome. Yeah. And if you haven't already, <laughs> check out Ten of Swords back issues. Tiffany hosted it. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, East says hey guys love the show happy to hear the kevin smith mention i introduced some friends to my, of mine to clerks yesterday nice that's great yeah i remember being shown clerks for the first time in my life that was high school and it changed my life forever oh. dan v 900 uh, do you think loki show will be referenced in any way in what if i don't i want to be wrong and see certain characters live action from what if that'd be cool i agree i don't think so but i would like expect it mm. so uh we'll see uh car eternal I'm not normally a DC guy, but if you guys got me reading Nightwing and it's just so good. By the way, F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife was Zelda. There you go. That's where it came from. Thank you. Nice. I was like, no, it's a name. It is a name. My You're brain, right. My brain couldn't come up with any any real life equivalent for Zelda's. Yeah, just there's besides just I but I, I did say Zelda Williams, but uh she was named after the princess and not Fitzgerald's wife. So uh yeah, let's talk about some more books. We got plenty more, we but do? I'm, only, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to cut down a few of them. Uh, I am going to talk about Spider's Shadow. Good, I read that one. Yeah, I saw. Uh, Spider-Man Spider's Shadow <laughs> from Chip Zdarsky and uh, Pascal, I believe his name is, um, is, uh, is the third of, I think, five issues of this run, this five-issue miniseries that was created to relaunch the What If brand yeah. just in time for P a... Uh, Pascal, Pascal Ferry. Thank you. Um this is going to relaunch the what if brand in time for a show called what if uh, it's a great idea. And of course, like more top creators will have an opportunity to have like a trade. This is all part of Chip Zdarsky's nefarious scheme, which I know for a fact is part of his plan. Cause I remember he apparently at a summit meeting brought up in a big, bad way. What the hell Marvel's problem is with not having trade paperbacks or like collection, collected volumes of people's runs where he's like, how come there isn't like a definitive soup? Like there, there are definitive Superman and Batman volumes for everything. Where's the definitive Spider-Man run? Where's the definitive like this that and the other thing for yeah. everybody well, how, and how come they're not always available right life story engineer basically like that this is another one where okay. it's like boom there you go and it's not gonna be like a horrible what if like that awful jj abrams comic but uh yeah so spider shadow part three of five uh what'd you think i like this issue a lot i hear what you're saying about those colors there's something wrong there's something wrong it's like they're doing it wrong it's and like i the, it's feel like, bad yeah because i've seen this guy's colors before yeah and i don't usually have an issue with it no for some reason i have an issue with it here and it's just yeah matt hollingsworth but the rest of the book's really good yeah and the colors are not like wrong it's just that there's like a shading issue like you said yeah there's just something there's just something and i'm just not a fan i don't know i think i i i think it's uh, a subjective thing mm, it's not like there's something broken thing. Um, it's just not something that I personally like. I hear what you're saying. But yeah, so uh, Jonah assembles the Sinister Six. It is Rhino, Electro, Mysterio, Craven the Hunter, and Doc Brock. No, Brock Ock. Brock Ock. God. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get it doctor. right. Uh, yeah, Eddie Brock uh, takes the arms from the corpse of Dr. Octavius and becomes uh, Brock, Brock Ock. Ock. Uh, I love that J. Jonah Jameson and Brock have like an interaction. 
Zdarsky does his homework. People remember that Eddie Brock worked for the Daily Bugle because they watched the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Yep. No, he worked for the Globe. Um, we see that, like, you know, Brock wants revenge because Spider-Man ruined his life. I love when they have that moment. Jameson's like, uh, sounds more like you ruined your life and you're a dick. Yeah, you you named the, the Sin Eater incorrectly. Yeah, it sounds like you made a mistake. Like, we're talking about the Sin Eater. Yeah. Again. Right. Well, because like, Sin Eater is the reason why Eddie Brock became Venom. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, the current Spider-Man run yes, had been... Had the, the, had the Sin Eater return. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so... Basically, uh, there's two stories here. Uh, there's the Sinister Six led by J.J. Jameson to catch Spider-Man because he's a murderer and a crazy like person. He killed like 13 people. Yeah, because he killed 13 people. He's, un- he's, he's, he's lost it. <laughs> and the Fantastic Four, who are still working on that symbiote issue. Yeah, Dr. Fate or Mr. Fantastic's like Dr. Fantastic. Dr. F- I thought you were going to say Dr. Fate. I'm like, Dr. Fate. Yeah, Dr. Fate. Shouldn't he be a doctor? Yeah. But Mr. Fantastic? Yeah. He is a doctor. It's Dr. Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. Why doesn't he want to be Dr. Fantastic? Well, you know, I knew I knew people who were doctors who wanted to be called Mr. and Mrs. That's true. Because they didn't want to, like, they wanted to leave that life I at guess the office. most doctors I've ever met who have a doctorate. They want to be called doctor. They want you to know. I have a relative who's a doctor. They're like, I'm in a French. doctor. Yeah. And they're like, uh, it's doctor. That. Yeah. And I'm like, Dr. Uncle? No. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love the fact that Reed's still working on this. Yeah, he's like, still working on it. He even gets a call from Captain America. Cap's like, he's got to be stopped. He cr- he just wrecked the blue the, 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 the beetle. Yeah, beetle's beetle's dead. Yeah, and being driven around. Yep, I, beetle's dead, which means that the news must have been there while he was killing him. Yes. Yeah, they were just like filming because it. They, they've got the picture of the body, but the body's in the back of his car. Yeah, yeah, and then he webs it up to show people like this is what's going to be you Which later. Is a horror show. Yeah, it is. It's great. It's it's I actually love everything uh, of it. Yep. About it, I even love like that's what's so frustrating to me. Yes, the art is incredible and fun, and it's like it's, it's like, got the psychedelic look I to love, it. I love I love the moment of you know him being in the web. I love the moment of them entering this like crazy dimension. Yes. And then we see the people in there. The coloring not so great. No. Again, I don't know. Anyway. I know. I know. So uh, Spider-Man, who's been venomed out, he, you know, he fights. <laughs> I love that he shows up. They're like, okay, okay, everyone. Oh, God, stick to the plan, chums. <laughs> this is literally what they do. Yeah, they're Rhino tries like, to Leroy Jenkins it up. He fails. Yeah, and and like then they're like, oh, God, he's in the ground. Yeah. Oh, no. I love uh, when uh, when when Barack Ock attacks him and he's just, buddy, I don't even know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> buddy, <laughs> you ruined my life. No. But Jameson busts out the spider slayer outfit and he attacks him. They are in a burning building. Uh, and I love it because like once Craven, Jameson, oh. Craven notices the, cause like he Craven's apparently, and I, I really liked this moment Yeah, because this is for me, Zadarsky paying attention to tiny character moments yes. that like are, hold true to the character themselves. Mm-hmm. Cause Craven has been obviously in the fray, but he's also been studying him. Yes. And so like when Peter gets too close to the burning yes. barn, then the symbiote reacts and like He's his like, dialogue changes slightly. Yeah. Cause he pauses mm-hmm. as opposed to being like aggressive and confident. He goes, that's it. He's like, that's it. That's what he's afraid of. Yeah. And get I him like, in the that's barn. Dope. Yep. I also one love panel. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's so great. Nailed it. As a, as a fan, I'm like, I don't remember Craven ever fighting Spider-Man in the symbiote costume. And first I'm like, Craven, God, everybody wants to use Craven. He's dead. And I'm like, wait, no, he killed himself after Spider-Man lost the symbiote, but got the cloth version of the suit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, Jameson, you know, he ends up like he ends up fighting Spider-Man in the barn when the flames get too much and the suit recedes off of him a little bit. He sees that it's Peter Parker and he's just like, God damn it, Parker. Yeah. And so he rescues Peter. It 
expunges the suit. Yeah, it kills it. It kills it. It kills it. Yeah. Uh, Jameson clocks Craven and then just drives him away. He's just like, they just run away. He gives him his coat. Yeah. He's like, damn it, Parker. He's like, Zdarsky's the guy who made Spider-Man tell Jameson who he was in his run. Right. Which is why the status quo right now is that Peter and Jameson are like kind of friends and they know yeah. each other. And Peter has like a Tom King-esque beard. He does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quite majestic, I might add. Yeah. Uh, Kim King's a little more youthful. King, sh- King should have said that he it, it was this is only 24 hours of growth. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I grew it immediately after we uh, finished the last episode. <laughs> Punk. <laughs> But yeah, so they're going to figure it, you know, they're going to get to the bottom of it. The suit, of course, is attached to the van that's following them. Uh, Mary Jane and Black Cat are working together. They team up with Jay Jonah Jameson and Peter. They're all together. It's this, this plucky team of well, like ex-girlfriends and yeah, his terrible boss. Well, Mary Jane, I, yeah, Black Cat had gone to the underworld to see if they could find. Yes. And then like Black Cat proceeds to like give her a hard time. Oh, yeah. Which is in canon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the cops show up because like they outed. Like the Sinister Six outed Peter or yeah. Kingpin did it. Yeah. It was- In the event of his death, his his identity would be revealed, which yep. it was. So they were here to arrest Peter. Um, so Peter's in trouble with the law. Meanwhile, the suit did not follow Peter. It went to the Fantastic Four and went on Mr. Fantastic. And it is, I guess, I guess the idea here is it's that like it is like riot and it's making riot and phage and lasher and everybody like it's right? extracting its own offspring. So we got like a carnage. We have the five and carnage. We have the six babies that venom can have. Oh my God. What? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I got to tell you, I was reading this book. I'm like, I did not see that coming. <laughs> but it's coming from a place of like, we can save everybody. Like, so who knows? But like now Mr. Fantastic is venom. Yeah. What? I'm in. Sounds ridiculous. It'll be interesting to see how like this turns out. If like Venom's like, no, we got to kill all, all the the villains. Yeah. Um. And Craven and Brock got away. Yes. So there. So there is an opportunity well, Brock for Brock to go to, to the hospital. Venom. Yeah. Um. And Craven is just Craven. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how Carnage reacts to this. Agreed. Agreed. So that's that's fun. Yes. I love that. It is fun. Yeah. Yeah, I concur. I concur. Fun. Uh, I should also mention uh, Batman, the detective from Tom Taylor and Andy Kubert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved this issue. It's three of six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that you have not been as big a fan of this series I as I have. I stopped reading it. I yeah. fell off. I was like, that's fair. Yeah, out of three. <laughs> I read one. You read one. I was like, I'm good. Uh, I gotta tell you, like this issue was just a blast. I loved it. I've been enjoying the shit out of this series. I'm I don't glad. know why. I'm just, but no, I'm just, no, I'm glad. It's it's Cubert drawing Batman. You got Henry Ducard in this uh, a lot. Um, you know, it's just it, it's a it's just a very like cut and dry. Here's Batman when he was young. It's ten years ago. So he's wearing his like Neil Adams outfit. Like I don't know. I just loved it. It's I think it's a lot of it has to do with the Andy Cubert art. But mm-hmm. Taylor like gets Bruce. Um, I think that like when he's Bruce Wayne, he looks ridiculous. He looks like a prize fighter or something. He looks like uh he looks like um Monstro or or yeah from from up in the sky. Um, but anyway, my brain was like the the whale. whale. And the only reason is because I can't remember his name. No, you know that guy who got eaten or got yes, like, the man who got beaten by the by the whale. By the, the whale. He did an AMA. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And Monstro came up. Yeah, he didn't even see what's inside. I'm like, you don't have a flashlight or anything. It was only a few seconds. He said it was 30 seconds. Yeah, that's not... That's way too long. Yeah, that's too long to be eaten a by time. a whale. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, that's not okay. That's no. all of my fears come to life. Yeah. <laughs> being e- being eaten alive. <laughs> being eaten by a whale. That's, uh, that, that's, that's a very specific fear. 
I gotta say. Um, B Black uh, drop back in in Loki. I loved the motion effects and references in the credits and all the semiotics and the logo. So much to chew on. Also the look and the settings of the TVA remind me of the Time Cop org in Umbrella Academy. I don't know why my brain made it in the RoboCop. I know me too. Wow, weird. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love the look of that yeah, show as yeah, well. Yeah. We'll talk about it more in a second. We will. Uh, Lake Lindler Lindler says, hey, True Believers, pitch a new revamped what if? I don't know. Uh, any, I mean, like they're doing it, you know, more, more, you know, like there's there was going to be this uh, Tom Taylor book about like it was basically like Dark Mike's Metal for the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. I'm in for that, uh, you know, like a kind of like he-man kind of wasteland. I'll oh. read that. Um, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but I saw art for it. Um, but yeah, any what if, any what if is I, I'm I'm up for it. Go for it. You know. Well, he wants you to pitch one. Though. No, I don't. I don't have one. Okay. Uh, but Josilla says uh, surprise guests like Tom King and your natural and fun conversation with him is why this is a special place on YouTube. You do great work. Thank you very much, Josilla. I want to thank Tom for like being down for, down for that. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, like he took time out of his day. Yeah, he did. Time out of the day. Yeah. Time is precious. It's true. It's more precious than you could ever imagine until you don't have enough of it. That's right. Lewis Cox uh, says, hey, Compop, the Loki show has a real good start. Also liking X-Men back issues you've been doing. Stay awesome. Same. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I think we're caught up. So I guess we could talk about uh, the shows. Let's talk about Sweet Tooth. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Tim and I finished this series uh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, it didn't take much to finish this I series. Think we wa- it was eight episodes, and we watched four of them yesterday. Right. So... That happened. Like it was just. Yeah, it was just such an enchanting series, and uh, I've seen it described as an apocalyptic fairy tale. Oh, I like that. Uh, So let's talk about Sweet Tooth just in general. Sweet Tooth, obviously, a comic written by Jeff Jeff Lemire, Lemire. has many, many volumes. They did Sweet Tooth Returns or The Return or something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, It was a comic I read one volume of, and it just wasn't for me. Yep, I looked at a volume of it and was like, no. Which is really strange for me because, like, I am the kind of person who likes a bleak, dismal world. You do, and I just. I just couldn't get into couldn't it. Couldn't get into it. Just couldn't get into the character. No. Um, like I said, like the the bleaker and the the more troubled or scary or dismal. You enjoy. I like I I like Shinji Akari. Right. You know. Yeah. You know. The nice house the lake. Like, just, I just I like he's this poor kid, right? Oh, fuck I just kid. couldn't. <laughs> don't you start with me. Um, <laughs> uh, I just couldn't get into Sweet Tooth, right? So come back around i know a lot of folk love it right and so i get too that a lot of folk may not like this show because this show has a lot of the you know characters you know yes by name and a lot of the same things will happen but in a very different way that's yes. much less dark right that said i loved this show yeah and it was everything i felt like i needed right now right like i don't know if it just hit at the right time it's a great what like, yeah but like Netflix seemed to get it. Lemire seemed to get it as well. Because yes. Lemire, I saw an interview with him about like why so much change. He's like, oh, I wrote this a decade ago. Right. The world's very different than it was 10 years ago. Right. Even 10 years ago. And so like he was like, not only that, but he's like a lot of other apocalyptic things have come out since then. He kind of wanted to distinguish himself from that. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. Now, you've also heard me say I hate when like creators take something that they wrote and completely change it for another 
Medium. medium, which is very much what this is. Right. It's it's changed it quite a right. bit. Like, like Sandman. Like is, Sandman. Is demonstrably different looking right. than it was and in so, the comics. And so, so what I want to say is for those who have read Sweet Tooth and like saw this or maybe saw a little bit of it and it's not for you, I totally get it. And I'm not going to try to sell you on this. Because no. I get it because I've been on that side. Yeah. Um, but those who maybe read it and maybe are still interested in this show, check yeah. it out. Those who don't know much about it, check out the show. Because yep. honestly, like having come out of like being at this point of where we are in terms of pandemic, mm-hmm. there's just something about this show that yeah touches upon these ideas. And it these touches upon without these... making it about that. Yeah. Like you'll see things that like have become part of our everyday lives. You'll see little hints here and there. Like there's at one point they're on a train and the train is like making a delivery and like, of the things that are there, there's a lot of toilet paper and hand sanitizer, and it's a little nod. Yeah, that's, that's not what this is about. No, they don't make a big deal about it. Nobody says anything about mm-hmm. it. It's just there, and I'm like, that's fine. Well, there's temp- there's temperature checks, temperature checks, but masks. like again, they're not like overdoing it. No. It's one of those great. It's one of the. It's you know what it is. It's ex- what this exactly is. It's a post COVID <laughs> show. It's one of those post COVID apocalypse shows. Yeah, that like, you know, the apocalypse, the post apocalypse, I think has changed dramatically in cinema and media yeah. from where we thought it was because we've seen how shitty the world is yeah. when thing, when a little thing breaks. Like mm-hmm. I remember when um, we got hit by a hurricane in our little area mm-hmm. several years ago, maybe over a decade and uh, we couldn't get gasoline yeah. for like a week. Yeah. And it, like, everything was falling apart. Yeah, no, it was, it <laughs> but like was, in a very different, weird way. Quick. Yeah, and it was interesting how like what fell apart, like what elements did and what didn't, and how people reacted. And in a po- in like in a during COVID pandemic world, like yeah, we saw like oh, like does the ha- like no, the apocalypse does, like actually there will be people who are like, there's no apocalypse going on at all. Like you're you're in a weird oh, like I didn't expect humanity re- to react like that. Yeah, and we're in this now, and this show is a really nice job of like giving you a show, a story about characters and mm-hmm. also being a work of art that criticizes or at the very least analyzes the world we currently well, live in. Yeah. And it does that certainly. Um, it. So I know the book certainly was like humanity of the monsters. Yeah. Right. And we've seen that done before. Right. right? And like, uh, and I have no problem with that type of story. I'm like, yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look at how like horrible and like whatever. Right. There is something about the telling of this, which while not being as dark, taking the character of sweet tooth, altering his like history a little bit and um, essentially changing like his, his dad. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Uh, changing jeopard. Yep. Um, creates a scenario in which humanity's awfulness has something comparable to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like there's something with, with sweet tooth with Gus himself and his purity, which mm-hmm. is in the book, but shines more here easily. Just by just with, a, with one quick creative decision. Yeah. And yeah. it's the age change. Well, and like, that's funny. Cause like in the, in the book, he's supposed to be nine, but he doesn't look it. He doesn't look, look, he looks like 14. No, And in this, he's 11. And what is his name? Christian Convery mm. is the actor who plays. Yeah. Gus Convery. Okay. Plays Gus. The kid is in. He's wonderful. Incredible. I hate child actors and he is fantastic. No, he is absolutely incredible. You know, Feige is like that one. Get him. <laughs> Take that. You're child. Sam Alexander now. Congratulations. <laughs> no, he is. He's delightful. Or Franklin Richards. I think you pitched that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he's 
utterly, utterly delightful and brings so much life to this character and so much heart to this character. And you, you're just you're just rooting for him the entire time, yes. even though like the world around him is over is a disaster or a disaster. It's a yeah. complete disaster. Um, you know, you meet these characters who like, I'm interested to see, cause again, I only read the first volume. So right. I don't really, and I was like, I'm going to hold off. Cause yeah. I kind of want to see what, if they're going to renew this for another season. Um, cause I, I really enjoyed the journey I went on, even though there was a point at the end of the season that I was like, when it happened, I was like, okay, cool. They did that yeah. in a totally different way, but they still did it. So it wasn't like, a huge surprise for me. I was mm-hmm. just kind of like neat. I, I'm it's neat that they got there anyway. Yeah. Um, but you know, we meet the doctor right. And in the show, he and his wife, right. Do not come off to me as sympathetic, as sympathetic. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love that. Yes. Because they're the heroes of their own story. Right. In their heads. Yeah. In their heads. I'm like, but when you, you look have... at it objectively, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you like, see it as like, <laughs> what did you, what did you liken it to? I likened it to like a lesser Macbeth. Like she's a, she's like a lady Macbeth. Yes. That's what she's doing. Yeah. You um, know, they don't think of it that way. I don't think that they do, but that's how she comes off to me. And I kind of, mm-hmm. I kind of dig it. Yeah. Um, so like the changes that they made along the way, I appreciate, but again, I completely understand those who have read this story and really fell in love with the story, not connecting to this world. Totally. I would say if you want to give it a shot and you are someone who read it, go into it, imagining this is something different. Different. Yeah. Because even if like things hit a certain way, you can't compare them necessarily, Mm -hmm. which is going to be hard for me when like Sandman comes out because we're going to want to do that. So that's why I'm saying I get it. Yeah. I totally, totally get it. Right. It's funny though. I, I, fe- I, I wonder if people mm-hmm. are as precious with sweet tooth as they are with Sandman. Cause I can imagine like with Sandman, it's like, I always just wanted to see mm-hmm. what I read come to life. Yeah. As opposed to sweet tooth where it's like, I love this story. I think it's really awesome, but like, yeah, it, it, it's a show. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course they certainly like this, this first season covers a bunch of the first volume, but also pulls in some stuff from later volumes, clearly mm-hmm. um, within it, because you're telling a story for Netflix versus a story in comics. Mm-hmm. Story pacing is different depending on the medium you're telling it within. And so like they do some different things here. Yeah. And um, some reveals come a little higher in episodes and yep. they might've come in volumes. And like I said, characters are different, but you'll recognize some of them. There are, there's a new character. Yeah she's kind of a combo of some other characters with a Makes name sense. from a different character entirely. Oh, just make um, up a new name. Don't do that. No, I mean, like, I think they're just trying to keep it within the world in a way. Sure. Um, I got to tell you, like, I know Lemire said that, like, when he created Jeopard, he was like, if this ever goes to be a movie, Liam Neeson would play Jeopard. Oh. But I got to tell you. Oh, this dude is great. I could not, like, no, Liam Neeson could not do a better job than uh, Nanso Anozi. Mm-hmm. Nazi. Yeah. He's spectacular. Yeah, he he's is, great. He's he's perfection. Mm-hmm. Like I absolutely, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm so on board for this for this like, dude. One day when we can all go to like real cons, I hope he comes to one because uh, I want I want a big bear hug. Oh my god, <laughs> like, big man hug, big man hug for sure. I want that. Yeah, um, yeah. There are so many points in this show that like got to me, mm-hmm. and like I definitely shed a couple tears during this. Totally. Um, a lot of it due to just like. You know, certainly sadness, but like there's beautiful moments yeah, in this show. Easily. Um, and if you're looking for something maybe a little more hopeful, mm-hmm. this might be something for you. Because yeah. I gotta tell you, like, it's it's 
it's it's kind of important right now. Yeah, I feel like I think so. And it just there was such a nice moment that the narration nails. oh really really the narration by the narration fantastic great. so solid so necessary. Yep, it's got that great like Johnny Cash feel to it, but it's I not. can't remember who the narrator is. I think it's uh Brolin. It right? is Brolin. It's not John. It's not the. It's not Thanos. No, it's like John Brolin or something like that. It's a different Brolin. Yeah. James Brolin. James Brolin. It's James Brolin because he's got that older yeah like sam elliottness mm-hmm. to his voice yeah it yeah yeah it's really well and it kind of might be that nod to the or like so i think sweet Tooth is supposed to be like nebraska okay so like you kind of get the that midwest like, feel midwest feel with his narration totally um but there's there's a lot of like wisdom mm-hmm. here as well so I, I say check it out it's great yeah, it's great. I'm sad that we binged it, but I'm not. No, no, no. I'm sad because, that like, they didn't. I'm sad that they weren't already filming season two. That's my biggest concern is because this kid's going to get older. Yeah, they got to do it. Like, he's, he's at like that age. They're growing all the time. Yeah. He's growing right now. Yeah, They need to start filming like tomorrow. He's, he's at this very moment. That kid's growing. Yeah. If you're really watching know. this, he's growing. And the, and the fact is like Netflix already knows if it's greenlit or not. Like yeah. they haven't said, but like we know, like they know what it is because like they, they canceled Jupiter's legacy like a week later. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I know. So they know if Sweet Tooth was a success. And I, I hope think it so. is. I hope so. I mean, like, but I, the, I hope it is, but only if they can keep everything. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't end that. You can't screw up this show. Yeah. Like, you can't be like one of the actors doesn't come back or Gus is too old or it just, it, no, the, the bottom you, falls you out of the story. Everyone to come back. Everyone has to reprise. Same directors, everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, um, I think that, uh, you know, I've complained and I think a lot of people do about like effects and movies and shows and especially superhero or comic book properties where it's like, eh, the effects weren't great and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, when, and I've always maintained this and you don't notice or you don't care when the story is compelling and excellent. If the story is good, you don't care. And the effects aren't the best. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're great. Yeah. And other times they're not the best, yeah. but you don't care. It's a moment where Gus runs and there's some deer. Yeah. They're so fake. They're so fake. But I know care? they are. But I don't care because I'm in that moment. Yeah. And that's what matters. Like, and that's, that that's the mark of a good show. Yep. Where it's like, who cares if the effects aren't the best? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there's a moment where they're running through the train and I'm like, they are running on a track and you are just overlaying a CG train over them. I know. Whatever. I'm in the moment of them running through the train. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like, it's just. And that's that's the mark of a great show. Is like I don't care about the mm-hmm. effects. It's just, but like Gus's are great. Like when it matters, when it really matters, they are great. Yeah, and they do try to use some practical effects as well as often yeah. as they can, especially on the other uh, kids. Yep. yep. That we see um, Gus's ears are they practical? I don't know. I, I don't know. know. And either. that's one of those things where they probably are not because they're so because he's so natural with them because the kid isn't reacting to them like they like he would if they were practical mm. i think they're not i think that's like one of those trickery where it's like oh my god they made they nailed that right i i, I think I, the whole thing is i think the whole thing is cg i think the i think the antlers might be i there. don't think so really yeah i think it's one of those things <laughs> but yeah so h- hard recommend sweet tooth check it out definitely for sure like i i feel like i might go back and rewatch it because mm. i'm just so in love with that kid and yeah and and jeopard and yes. the relationship there definitely just such a uh, lovely journey agreed uh sam s says hi i love the shows i am a noob uh i tried getting into it digitally but i didn't like it considering doing physical copies i believe he means comics in general uh what's a trade back issues um 
so welcome to the welcome to the uh the show welcome, welcome. To, the, to, welcome to the fandom let me tell you something uh oh, we're talking x-men so i well he's, i think he's talking about reading comic like, books i think he's i was trying to get into the recent x-men run from hickman I yeah but i think he's just talking about reading comic books okay. in general so it's like what's a trade a trade is basically just a graphic novel okay. uh, they call them trade paperbacks they call them hardcovers they call them graphic novels trade paperbacks are a floppier version of a hardcover there's a hardcover it's got a hardcover it's the only difference and it, but a um, trade paperback specifically collect issues that already came out in a like other format yes they usually call them if it's a western comic book and it comes out in a monthly format they'll call them monthlies or floppies um they'll also just call them comic books uh but when they're collected in one floppy comic book collection they're called trades or uh trade paperbacks mm -hmm. or graphic novels um hardcovers are just the same thing but with a hardcover and uh yeah i i like physical as well i read digitally uh, but there are some books that I need to read physically mm -hmm. and I just prefer it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Yes. So. There's also one other thing. There's a, an OGN, which is an original graphic novel, which is similar looking to the trades and graphic yeah, novels. Yeah, here, grab that Batman book. Oh. Yeah. However, the contents within it are only in here. Right. Like this, this Batman Earth One, it's longer than your standard monthly comic, but it all came out at once and it was written and drawn to be this one collection. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure because they're kind of short, like they'll actually collect these again one mm. day in like a, in like an omnibus, which is a oversized <laughs> graph, a hardcover that collects like hundreds of pages of comic. Yep. Uh, they are usually ridiculously big looking and you'll, you'll, you'll know them when you see them. Like if you see a thick trade or you'll know it, it is not an omnibus. They also usually say omnibus on them. Uh, Lewis Cox says, comic Bob. Will you do a back issues on the power Rangers comics? It would be interesting. We may one day we may. I thought that was someone. Oh, that's thunder. That's thunder. Yeah. We're bringing the thunder. Yeah. If we do, it'll be shattered grid. Dan V 900. I love sweet tooth comic. I also love the show. The Yay. show is more hopeful than the, and the dark moments aren't as graphic. No yes. spoilers, but I'm surprised our reveal happened so early. I'm not because they want, remember they're, they're not selling to a comic book audience. who's yeah. used to reading like in the, for the long haul, they're yeah. selling to a consumer market of people who are bombarded with media from every yeah side. and you're competing with everybody yeah so you need to tell something compelling so i'm not surprised by that mm -hmm. but i get it i yeah. totally get it uh j joseph frazier uh happy monday how's life treating you i'm gonna post invincible and love death and robots world do you think people are ready for saga life's good thank so, you for asking well thank you uh also it's not that people are ready for saga it's brian k vaughn said he didn't want to do saga in another medium because he felt like he wrote it for comics alone yes but uh, he's also, you know, happy to get paid. So I'm sure it will They're be. They're doing last man. Yeah. That's like shot. I can't believe that. But I'm just saying, like, you know. he's got. You mean he's getting enough. He doesn't need to do getting Saga? I would rather. Saga sales compared to Why the Last Man, I'm sure. I would rather they didn't only because. And again, I literally, I just got done telling you why I really like Sweet Tooth, but didn't enjoy the book. Yeah. But I feel like for Lemire, the story the the meaning behind the story remains the same regardless yes. of the darkness of the tale necessarily right. i think he might say that you know jeff let me know oh, um yeah. but uh i feel like with vaughn the graphicness of that universe needs to be there yeah yeah it needs to be like yeah it needs to be literal uh dan v back to say the beers are practical and remote <gasps> controlled i thought so uh, there was a video with everything put on top of his head. There's a real deer. They just dis they distracted with potato chips. I saw the real. Well, no, deer. there is a real one. No, no, no. There's definitely. Yeah, there's a real, a real deer one. in the in the lodge. There's not real deer when he's running. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's like there's a couple of instances where deer are. Yes. 
Um, yeah. But there's definitely a real deer. And we we could pinpoint that because we'd recently had a deer in our backyard, right. a fawn. Yeah. And so we were like, oh, it looks just like it. Yeah, exactly. um, But then it runs away and yeah. And then it's fake. Um, yeah. I love the fact that they're real. No, I know, me too. I mean, That's so great. Off the screen. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, let's talk about Loki. Let's do it. Loki, Loki is the great. The first episode came out. Yeah, first episode. Love it. Yeah, it takes, you know, like a lot of people are talking about the look of the show. Yep. It's like the 70s. Yeah, the 70s aesthetic. Everybody loves the 70s aesthetic. Everybody loves the 70s aesthetic when a set dresser and costume designer pull all the best things from the 70s and put it in a place and make it look yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and put it into an anachronistic setting. Yeah, because yeah, I remember my grandma's house. And it was full hardcore 70s. <laughs> yeah, I remember... Uh, it was. It does not, no. Yeah, my living room for a while had red shag carpet and fake foam wood beams in it with wood paneling. Yeah. I, I I remember 70s aesthetic as well. Yeah, my grandma had some stuff that was pretty dope. Yeah. But like my grandma... Yeah. Let's not even get to that. But like I love the 70s aesthetic when someone cultivates it yes. and takes it and makes it modern enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or science fictionizes it. Yeah, it's dope. But, it's great. Uh, it looks awesome. Yeah, but no. <laughs> <laughs> the 70s was not like if you got a chime machine and was like, I just want to live in the 70s. Some of it would be. First of all, it would reek. It would probably reek. Be, because everyone smoked everyone either smoking. grass or nicotine. But like it would reek. <laughs> Secondly, it would be ugly as fuck. It would be brown, gray, white, cream, orange. Yeah. A lot of earth tones. Yeah. Anyway, Loki's a great show. It Tim, is a great Tom show. Hiddleston. We talked about it in the first episode of our episode of Back Issues where we talk about Loki. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, when they cast him and they had him, they were like, oh my God, can we just do a Loki movie? Is that possible? And it's like, well, we'll do a show. How about that? Like, that's what I made They're that's so what lucky. We said. <laughs> yeah, they're so lucky they got it because he's so great. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, like, Owen Wilson. He's great. Better than I was expecting. Every him to every be. scene he's not in, I'm like, where is he? Yeah. And by the way, I'm not like complaining. I think the show is great. Everybody's engaging. The all the supporting cast is great. Yep. But they have a chemistry that's really like unmistakable. Mm -hmm. And Owen Wilson himself, like he's, I, I hopefully he's at, well, he's given material that he is excellent at. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. it's great. No, it is, and they do a great job of tying um, footage they have for movies already into this. Yes. Yes. Really well. It's like. Feige resents how much people don't like Thor the Dark World because every time he gets an opportunity, he's like, how about we talk about how important I feel, Thor the freaking Dark World I is? I feel like though this one's fair because there are some big character moments for him in that yeah. and in Endgame. So I think that the things that they show worked perfectly. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm totally glad we covered the book that we did because it weirdly felt like that. Yeah. Just just, just different different like with a different lens on it yeah so right i'm looking forward to more honestly just just totally to see where this is going more yep. wow more wow he doesn't say wow i know he's never good i wow. feel bad like i feel like there's no way he's ever gonna say wow again I'm never he can't buy a sham wow he can't no he can't get a subscription to wow no. he just calls it world of warcraft all the time yeah he forever I, to say it. i love world of warcraft you mean wow no i don't <laughs> damn it <laughs> when do you want to play it now <gasps> what does the cat say meow oh my god um yeah it's look it's it's a solid entry into the disney plus suite of shows oh yeah again another instance is where it's like this completely fits within the mcu and yet has a completely different feel from the other two shows that came before oh it. yeah yeah so if like if you weren't sold on wandavision 
but you liked what Falcon Winter Soldier, give this a try. If you, it, same thing the other way around. If you didn't like either of them, give You're this a try like <laughs> because this is totally different totally feeling different. from them as yeah. well. So yeah, and it gave them another crack at the whole time travel thing. Yeah, they're like because the end game time travel is like all over the place. It doesn't make any sense. But like this is their like no no no. Here's how it makes sense. Yeah, and time it's, travel for me, it still doesn't make sense. But like who knows? I don't care. <laughs> Anytime you bring time it. travel into it, everything becomes convoluted and ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and like exactly. it's just too much to have to. Uh, kind of unravel by the way we never actually gave sam any recommendations for like how to find a book mm, did we like, not well i mean like we told him about like what trades were right but where to get them or well, like what to look for because it really it always comes down to what your interests are like mm -hmm. if you gravitated towards wanting to read comics because of a character yeah. i would go uh and and look up some some trades for specifically for that character yeah a lot of characters out there especially some of the bigger ones have books that are like, like seminal works seminal works that you're gonna have to pick up and you should probably read if yep. it's more of a genre look you're looking for mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily just the superhero one there's probably something out there for you there are crime books there are fantasy books there are horror books there are thrillers yep. there are slice of lifestyle comics as well yep. hone in on what it is you think you might want to get from comics exactly but be open yeah well. like what's your favorite movie genre yeah. you'll probably be able to find something within that if you like yeah. superheroes and you enjoy the marvel or dc universes you can check those out yeah and if you want to be like a hipster and you're like no i don't want i want to read about superheroes in an interconnected universe but i don't want to read about marvel or dc there are other ones like that you can read early image yeah where they're all connected mm -hmm. you can read valiant mm -hmm. they're all connected too right. uh you know there's a lot of different universes you can you can you can jump into but i would uh, you know i would pick a favorite character mm -hmm. or a character you're most interested in yep and grab some seminal works that like cover that character there's a gazillion lists mm -hmm. and uh, and try those out yeah and if it's like you know if you're like worried about Trades can be expensive sometimes, yeah. right? Look for sales, especially if you don't mind reading digitally at first as you're just getting into them. Because you can always go back later on and like, you know, drop a couple bucks on like an actual physical copy of mm -hmm. it. But you can get some really good prices on trades. Keep an eye out on Comixology for sales. If you're interested in image stuff, a lot of the image trades tend to hover. Or the first ones hover on 10 to $15 for yep. the first trade, which are fairly large. And they do a lot of their individual issues. Like as like time goes by, they reduce the cost. Of them. That's true. So like digital is a great place in my opinion to start sometimes if you're not sure what you're looking for yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you can also try some dollar bins if you have a local comic book store. oh yeah go that. to your local comic book store uh go to local comic book cons uh there are always deals don't ever pay for more than three trades for for cover price uh you know just negotiate with them um not yeah. your comic book store but your comic cons uh, merchants like that yeah you can go to instocktrades.com or the discount comic books Dot com i think that's what it's called i don't remember but like mm -hmm. you just just google it amazon has trades for sale uh never pay full price for a comic book trade you can always get one either used at like amazon or discount comic book trades or in stock trades yeah or at a comic -Con. especially if you're just trying to get into it yeah and especially just, if it's like birthright superman or you know killing joke you right. can find those anywhere and so if you do get something discounted and it's something you end up not digging you don't feel so bad about it don't be afraid to like pick something up and realize this is the one i'm looking for yeah just yeah just drop it yeah it's okay it's okay. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Completed. Like, give it a shot, though. Give it a, give it a good try first. Right. Though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if it's like, this isn't really what I was looking for. Don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Uh, Dan V900 back to say it will probably be a future back issue since you have the graphic novel. But I found Batman Earth one very disappointing. Loki was great. Uh, also, B Black says, what was your favorite scene in Loki? And thanks for making me laugh out loud with the now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where does milk come a cow? <laughs> uh the you know i liked how uh how smart they were about like getting all of uh loki's character development done like 
they're like we have to go back and have a character who hasn't developed over five years worth of movies or whatever mm -hmm. and then we'll do it by having him watch a montage and now he's back to where we were when we wanted him that was really smart um as far as character or sequences um i still laughed a lot like just when he's in like when he's going through the tva and he's being like kind of processed mm -hmm. um but uh i know what my favorite scene was mm. when he escapes and he finds the stones yes yeah when he's like oh my god and that's a really smart moment that was i was like that was such a great like turn for him yes like oh <laughs> this is different yeah and it's so smart because like the whole damn saga was all about these rocks mm -hmm. and now it's like there's a drawer full of them <laughs> like it's not that's not the biggest most important or powerful thing in the world anymore or yep. in the universe anymore yeah it's something else now mm -hmm. and like that's kind of cool it's way way to raise the stakes yeah and like put things into perspective for him yes and also possibly give him a new goal right uh, which is time lord i have no doubt he's probably thinking that um <laughs> just for comments <laughs> just for commentsable says happy monday you too man thank you very much thank you happy so let's monday get in some recommendations well. for comments we think you should check we should out. definitely do that and pretend like we went ahead and had those preps yeah i'm gonna recommend demon days mariko number one by peach momoko mm -hmm. oh well you had that one ready you knew i was recommending that what? yeah that i am I, I read the preview for this yes i am so all about what peach momoko is doing yeah i love these little stories these these little journey yeah. into like an elseworld what if style story mm -hmm. just i'm all about it that's fair all about it right now uh I, i'm also gonna give a shout out to uh planet size x-men number one which is the next um big expensive one shot from the dawn of x era yeah it's written by duggan with our by pepe laraz so oh. like as soon as they put laraz on it it feels important yeah it does it does it's funny <laughs> it's funny but also it's duggan so i'm like Let's right. check it out. Let's yeah. see what, what we got. That's fair. I gotta recommend uh obviously uh Nightwing number eighty one. Uh it's a great series. This issue will be, I'm sure, no doubt, equally great. Mm -hmm. Uh definitely check that out. Um I read Heroes Reborn number six, I think. And you that did? was like it was a Wonder Woman book. It was like funny and weird. Oh. I don't know. Uh but uh, you know, it comes out of another one. This is another one cool yeah, it's another one uh, uh new mutants uh number 19 is coming out that's part of the hellfire gala as well as planet size um x-men they're yes. also it's all hellfire stuff so awesome check this out for sure totally um, you know shadow man has been involved uh recently um, um the shadow king shadow king shadow man is a valiant comic you can check out which is a really good series you can do that too mm -hmm. i just incepted him right on there he's part of krakoa now it's yeah cool. shadow man's a mutant it's, it's fine it's he came cannon. he was on a racco um because he came through the dead side oh into Amenth. right it's cool don't worry about it i figured it out uh shadow king has been involved and uh recently had a conversation with gabby so uh oh we'll see i want to see if that turns into anything here does is this shadow king even go to the gala was he invited probably, probably not probably not also x corp number two the most questionable book even though i just said children of the atom has been like such a disjointed mess for me yeah uh x corp was that book that i was like am i enjoying this right i can't tell it is teeny howard you do love teeny howard's I do work i love teeny howard's work and this cover's crazy the, the x corp covers have we been fantastic. Teeny Howard on and if teeny howard does tarot reading she could read my cards online and we'll chat about comments that'd be amazing that'd be amazing uh supergirl number one comes out oh yay look at that cover yeah uh yeah supergirl also crypto is going with her of course 
Wait, no. I know. I'm going to need a does the dog die check on this I one. I know. That's what I should We do. did not ask him. We no! should have. No! Come back, Tom. <laughs> Tell me privately. Yeah. Uh, Venom 200. The end of Donny Cates' run on Venom <gasps> and the last. The end of an era. The end of an era. The end of the coolest era that Venom has ever been in since his inception. Venom. Venom. <laughs> Uh, uh, static is uh, you yeah, get this yeah, on yeah. digital, but it, like it's physically coming out, so you can check out the new run of Static from the new Returns milestone yeah. era. Um, I've read it and I like it just as I love the original one more. Okay, but I still appreciate and like this. Okay, cool. I like the fact that they put the milestone logo at the top. Me too. I really like that. It's very important to do that. Um, that Alien book is also coming out. Pass just mentioning it because i like to i like to do that sometimes <laughs> so uh, people were like why well, mention a book when you're not going to recommend it it's pretty it's pretty childish i'm like you know it's childish get fucked how about that <laughs> uh i'm gonna throw it out there too berserker number three is coming oh yeah out. If you have any berserker, not, not the berserker manga no uh, the, whose creator just passed that's, that's the, berserk berserk right this is berserker, berserker. well because what they did was obviously berserk put the e's in there yeah you take the e's out you got a little more room that's right you put the r on the end i bet that they were like we can't you call know, it berserker that's, you know because it'll be people confused no they couldn't thing. call it berserk right so they had to call it berserker because mm -hmm. they're like they're gonna think of that well no, i'm thinking if they were calling it berserker they were like let's take out the vowels so it'll be like visually distinct yeah. from that from book. berserk from yeah, berserk. which is like well but why would they want to do that because they clearly want you to think about that but i don't I can't know. help but think about right that. exactly i don't know Hyperviolence, you know i don't know yeah, anyway. ron garney i think is still drawing it's fun yeah. uh grievous just says uh, i don't know i know sal isn't really into gaming but what do you guys think of Guardians of the galaxy game reveal any chance of seeing it on the twitch channel tiffany yeah i'm gonna definitely play it and i'm gonna hold judgment until i play it um I know a lot of folk are saying like, yay, this is what we wanted from Avengers. Yeah. I won't lie when I first, nothing against Square. I love Square. Mm -hmm. I love Square so much. You know, I had a lot of great times playing Square games with my best friend mm -hmm. growing, growing up there. Um, But when I saw it attached to this, it immediately gave me pause because of what happened with Avengers. And of course, Idios is attached to it. And, you know, obviously they do God of War, but it's totally different. Yeah. It's totally different gameplay style. And I, I think we're, we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to play it and I'm going to go into it with an open mind and an open heart. Yeah. Uh, it was weird that there were two friggin' trailers in like a week's time that used I Need a Hero. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I saw like a meme where they were just like, if I had a nickel for every time that like they released a pop culture trailer with I Need a Hero. I'd have two nickels, but it would still be, but it's still weird. They did it twice. It is so weird. They and did I'm it like, first. yeah, it is weird. Yeah. I'm sure Kevin was like, yes, I was first. Nobody knows that. <laughs> no one knows that. Cause nobody saw your trailer for fucking. Cause everybody watched E3. <laughs> <laughs> nobody watched that trailer for mass of the universe. I no, I'm sure people did. coming out, but you closed the window. So it's fine. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did uh, watch that trailer, by the way, for mass of the universe. So did you. And it's, uh, it's fun. Well, it looks ridiculous. Oh, and a really quick review. I read Detective 1037. It's great. Nice. It's, it's a good series. That's all. That's um, Tamaki. Tamaki. Yeah. Yeah. Young Bruce Wayne. It's weird. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you so much to our Super Chatters for sponsoring today's episode. Thank you to Tom King for popping in and supporting us. And, uh, Tom Taylor? No. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they are doing they do that I joke know, every once in a while. I yeah. know. Yeah, we will never have that Tom on the show. I did not have the balls to say that. 
Neither, nor did I have my joke ready to go. No, you didn't. That's okay. But I'm, I'm saving it. I, <laughs> okay. I, I didn't. Uh, yeah. That's anyway. Uh, but thank you all so much for hanging out with us, and uh, thank you especially to all of you who keep this channel alive and keep us gainfully employed. Mm -hmm. As a result, uh, you know, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe here to Comic Pop Returns, and of course, make sure to remain subscribed to Comic Pop Prime, uh, where everything happens from this channel. Mm -hmm. uh, back issues, community posts, uh, shorts are getting a big revival on Prime as a result of no one, you know, as, as a result of having one show on that channel. Yeah. Sorry, my brain was like, like pants? Shorts? We're going to wear them because it's warm? No. You won't be able to see because yeah. most of these shows are shot from here up on this channel. That's true. You never know. Uh, B-Black mentions, uh, referring to the gala, I felt for kid as a former oh, bouncer, God. there's always one who doesn't want to wear the wristband yeah. and feel and still be let in. Yeah, Do not that, miss those days. That is so Iron Man. Yeah. That is 100%. Mm -hmm. Like, like man, I'm just doing my job. Yeah, dude, just let me. <sighs> just put the just put the flower on. Nah, I'm not going to do it. Yep. I'm oh, already getting in trouble. I know, but I'm already in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so make sure to follow on twitch.tv slash comic pop to watch Tivity play streams. And uh, I will play streams. You will stream play. I'll play the streams. And, uh, you know, more more from here. Yeah, uh, we're going to play Control tomorrow. Some more. Ooh, cool. I love this game. Cool. I can't wait. It's, it, is a little, it is very David Lynchian. Oh, that's great. I know. Oh. You love that. Loving it. That's terrific. It's uh, pouring outside. Yes. I'm also having a special <laughs> guest on Elseworlds this week. <gasps> you are? Yes. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, return guest. Uh, it's a guest I'd never thought we'd have again. So I'm excited to see them Oh, I know us. who it is. I remembered who it is. Yeah. It's amazing. Yep. So anyway, thanks a lot for hanging out. We'll see you guys next time with another episode of Off the Rack. Uh, maybe because we're going on vacation. We are. So who the hell knows that we're going to be able to do another one this week? What if we did it on a different day? Maybe. Okay. I'll, I'll talk to the folks at the uh, Secret Stash and see if they might be interested in letting us uh, broadcast from there or something. What? That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Bring my bring my laptop. It'll just set on fire. <laughs> so long, everybody. Bye. Bye.